Okay, the clock has struck five. We'll call the uh, the meeting of the peace regular meeting of the Peace River Town Council for September the second, twenty fourteen, to order. Uh, that'll take us to the adoption of the agenda, and there has been a request to add under new minutes an invitation uh, invitation to attend the floodway development regulation stakeholder symposium and I believe Mr. Ford you have another uh, addition you'd like to add yes I'd like to add on the, the citizens on patrol um, discussion okay we'll make that 817 under new business And I, I take it that uh, Ms. Alexoff is trying to uh, hail Councillor Burr, and Councillor uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer is on holidays. Are there any uh, deletions? Hello, hello, Miss Councillor Burr. Hello, how are you doing? Good. Uh, we're in session, and uh, we're just going over the uh, the agenda. There's been uh, two topics added. Uh, the invitation to attend the floodway development regulation stakeholder symposium and and that that's 8.16 and 8.17 is uh, the citizens on patrol program uh, and that addition was made by councillor ford uh, i'm just asking for deletions if there's any items that people feel that need to be deleted from the agenda to make it more succinct and brief not hearing any, I'll entertain a motion to accept the agenda as amended. Mr. Needham, you're making that I, motion? I'm making uh, the motion to accept the agenda as amended, Your Worship. All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion passed. Was that an A on your part or yeah, was that I'm an good. A? Okay. So uh, you. People should have in front of them the minutes of the August 11th, 2014 regular meeting of council, which was the last time we met. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that people have read through it and have scrutinized it. Uh, are there any changes that need to be made, corrections, deletions? Councillor Sawchuk. <coughs> Do you, do you have that, uh, Ms. Alexa? Yes, thank okay. you. Um, so any other uh, amendments that need to be made? So uh, I'll take a motion to accept the me meeting minutes of August the 11th as uh, as amended. Is Mr. Uh, Councillor Sawcheck, all in favor? Yes. Excellent. Okay, <clears throat> that should uh, take us then to uh, public hearings, and we only have one public presentation, the Peace Library System. 
Does this move forward? Um, my name is Linda Duplessis, and I'm the director of Peace Library System, and I'm pleased to have Leslie Arjaski here uh, with me as the chair of your library board. Uh, I'm, uh, I try to meet with all councils the year after an election year, so that's uh, one of the main reasons I'm here, to provide a little bit of background for new councils, tell a little bit about our services, and review the funding structure and uh, finally, just make you aware of some recent Peace Library system decisions or planning for long-term sustainability. So I am hoping and presuming that you would have received ahead of time in your package a few pages of information. Is that correct? You do have that? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I also uh, have just uh, had passed out a couple of small things, just as supplemental. And the, I'm going to start with one of those, if you don't mind. Um, it's the... It's the one with a map on it. It's kind of folded in triplicate. And that's where I like to start with library systems if you're not familiar with them. Peace Library System is one of seven library systems in the province. The boundaries are established by the province under the Libraries Act, but within our boundaries, uh, we are governed by a board. There are 38 member municipalities within our boundaries and they've decided to work together to offer library services. And uh, since 1986, this has actually been a very strong and cohesive partnership that has made a difference to 45 public libraries in, in our area. Now we're hopeful in the future the fine re five remaining eligible members will come on board and they are Mackenzie County, the village of Jeruville, and three Métis settlements right around High Prairie. Uh, we, we're continuing to work on them. As I mentioned, we're governed by a board of directors made up, and they're made up of municipal appointees. So in, in general, uh, Elaine Manzer would attend our meetings, and if she is unable to attend, then Colin Needham is her alternate. Now, I've been asked why you need a library system when you have perfectly good libraries in the region. And libraries such as the Peace River Library offer a tremendous amount of good local services, and do an excellent job. Um, the membership in a library system just allows your library and the others as well to do more because it connects the libraries together and allows them to do more than they could if they were just standing as a, uh, sitting as a standalone building isolated. Uh, that's particularly true for places like Rainbow Lake and Calling Lake. Peace River is a little bit more central but it does connect libraries together. It also connects them to the other libraries in the province. And in this day and age, that's a really important thing. So the chart I provided in your package and the green brochure uh, give a little bit of overview of the services, and I'm just going to come to them in a minute. Some of our services go right to the library, and you don't even see them. They happen behind the scenes. We may be training the libraries. We may be delivering new books. The, the patrons don't really see that. But there are more increasingly more services that happen to, uh, that are uh, accessed directly by patrons. A lot of new digital services. So the one I just wanted to highlight tonight is uh, on a little bookmark that I provided in what was just handed out today. It's a product called Zinio, and it's uh, a way to sign up online for digital magazines. At the moment, we have 51 magazines available for you. Uh, and for all patrons across the region, things like no Newsweek and National Geographic, 
family handyman, meters digest, those kind of things. And um, the province has also decided it would like to uh, fund this particular resource. So in October, there's going to be about 100 more magazines added to what the 50 that we've been able to provide to, our res to the residents here. So that's a great thing if you like to look at news uh, magazines online. If you like to look at newspapers online, there's another uh, service we put in place last year called Press Display, and that's been really well received by people from other countries who can read newspapers in their own language. Maybe you can speak to that a little more about how it works. I'm getting a little tired of subscribing twenty dollars every <laughs> to every newspaper that I this from the Sun to the New York Times. So sure. how do I? Uh, well, how, do, how does someone sign up for that? It's it's actually pretty it easy. If you go onto your library's website, there's a banner that revolves, and when you come to Zinio, you can just click on it, or you can go to Press Display, which is the newspaper one. Um, and it'll, it'll carry you through to sign up for, for the products. There's no charge as long as you have a library membership. It is a service through your library to your patrons. They won't even actually know it's through PC. But Service. I have to be in the library to read it. No, you can be anywhere. You can read it on your tablet, on your phone if you really wanted to, on your computer. Um, you could be reading it during a council meeting. <laughs> um, I'm only kidding. Uh, but really, no, it's accessible anywhere uh, on, on some sort of device that you might have. And not everybody likes to read digital newspapers or magazines, but some people really like it, and it, is, it you know, has made a difference. So if you just want to go to your library website, click on the product you think you might want to try out, and it'll give you the steps. If you run into trouble, your library staff has been trained to do that. We offer webinars for libraries on any of the new products that come up. So is the Peace River Record Gazette part of that newsstand service? No, it's not, I'm afraid. I'm afraid <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's more the uh, provincial and national and international magazines. But who knows what will happen down the road, right? Um, so just wanted to let you know about that. Thank you for your question. Want to know you to know about a couple of the new things that are happening, and those are the things that patrons do, do on their own and don't even need to come into the library as long as they do have a library card. So funding, how does it work? I'm going to talk about that first and then actually use one of the charts and graphs that I sent ahead of time to talk about the services. Public libraries and library systems are actually considered to be municipal services, and that's why we fit under Alberta Municipal Affairs. So in 2014, the those 38 municipalities that are members of uh, Peace Library System will contribute 58% of the funds we need to operate, and the province will con contribute one-third. And that's about the same proportion for all the, library the all seven library systems in the province. Roughly 55 to 60 percent from municipalities, about 33 percent from from the province. The rest comes through some miscellaneous grants and revenue. So the the fee for the municipalities is 550 per capita. We take those funds and pool them to offer the services. It would include the things like Zinio that I've mentioned, but it's going to include a, a number of other services that I outlined in in what I sent ahead of time, and we'll talk about in just a minute. So in your case, the town of Peace River will actually contribute about $37,000 in 2014 to library system services on behalf of your residents. Um, your library board will contribute a further, just about just over $18,000. That's 
that goes into an ordering account for your library staff to order from and is not uh, kept by Peace Library System for Services. It's simply uh, uh, an ordering uh, account for them. When you contribute funds to your library locally, they get an operating grant, and, uh, and that's, that's excellent news. They already get, a, they get an operating grant of, uh, of $34,000. When you contribute to the Peace Library System, we also get an operating grant of about 31000 so when you put all that together, we're getting the maximum funding in this region for your population. And that means we can offer more library services. Um, I thought council might be interested on how the money was spent. And that's why I included ahead of time uh, a little chart and a little graph uh, about the, how the funds are spent, how, what our expenditures are. In general, well, we have a budget of about $2.5 million. And about 80% of all the expenditures are related to, or slightly indirectly related to services for libraries or residents. About 20% relates to headquarters operations and board activities. So um, that means that just there's very little that doesn't go directly back to the libraries or back to the residents. Do you have yours in color or do I have to use... Uh, it's in color. That makes my life so much easier. Thank you. You can see that almost half of our expenditures relate to library collections, and that's really important for libraries. Digital is increasingly important, but people still want books. They still want DVDs. They still want uh, those kinds of things in their library collection. So about 50% of, of our expenditures and about half of our staff relate to doing that for our 45 libraries. You can see that uh, there's a, a little section there, the, the smallest section of about 5% is called transfer payments. And that just relates to some funds we get in for libraries because in fact we act as the library board for a few municipalities, including for example the County of Northern Lights and Northern Sunrise County. We get their operating grants in and we send them back out. So those don't, that doesn't really affect anything directly. But the other areas are, are key services that we offer. Besides library collections, there's automation and IT support. When I started at Peace Library System 20 years ago, this was actually a really small part of what we did, and now it's a huge part of what we do. Maybe not in terms of percentage of expenditures, but in terms of, of what we do for libraries. The libraries are automated on the same software, so whichever one you go into, they, they have the same software. That's why they're connected. We provide support for that software, circulation software, for their computers, their wireless equipment, their supernet equipment. We provide internet services and website support. And all this happens by calling somebody at Grand Prairie. Uh, unlike some services we all have at home where we sometimes end up talking to somebody a long distance away who doesn't really understand our situation. This is much more uh, cost-effective, just like uh, working together to build library collections is cost-effective. And it also, in this case, helps libraries to keep up with current technology. Another key area is consultation and training. And, uh, you know, our library people need someone to call when they have a question, and they call us. They can call any one of us. Uh, we have consultants assigned to them directly to help with specific questions, but we are all available to help. Uh, there is, are many, many training opportunities, uh, including an exceptional conference coming up here in a couple of weeks.
But I must say that what we've done this year is focus on training. We've done far more web-type training, webinar-type training. That has been wonderful for the libraries because they don't have to travel to, to find out about some of the new things. Again, libraries aren't alone. Uh, they aren't, uh, they have someone to call and they can keep up with things. And last but not least in terms of key service areas is really resource sharing. And I, I, I mean really it's silly. Libraries were created to share. That's why libraries started. And they do share. In 2013, our member libraries lent 203,000 items to other libraries. And your library is a strong contributor to that. You have a good collection. Uh, and a large collection relative to many of the libraries in our region. Our people in our area borrowed 169,000 items from other libraries. That's also a good thing. It meant the Peace River Library or any of our libraries don't have to have it all. They can get it from somewhere else. They can get it from Strathmore. They, could, uh, they can get it from uh, Cold Lake. It's all across the province. Those, those items are available. And patrons are also looking for more and more electronic resources. So we've been building these up over the last few years as well. Um, in about the last five years, along with three other library systems we partner with, we've put in $500,000 worth of e-books. And we still can't keep up with the demand from people who want to read e-books. We're, we're doing our, our very best. But... Generally speaking, it means that uh, people can get what they want, whether it's a, a hardcover book, softcover book, digital version of the book, a movie or whatever, they could get it through their library, uh, whether the library has it in stock or not, because it, is, it can be got from somewhere. So I guess what I'm trying to say um, as a member of the Peace Library System, uh, when you send your funds in every year, uh, you can be assured that your libraries and your residents are getting good value in return for, for what you send in. So I'm just going to stop for a minute, if that's all right, because the next part kind of switches gears, and just see if there are any other questions uh, about the services that I've just uh, described. Well, we'll give the first question to Councillor Neum, because I'm sure he's the largest reader of those e-books. <laughs> <laughs> well, your, your Worship, I'm, 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 if Michael Conley's available in an e-book, I've likely read it. I, uh, yes, I am. What uh, about those Louis L'Amour ones? Well, I'm, I'm working on those as well. But, uh, well, great, Linda. Yeah, it's, uh, you've, uh, I'm certainly a library user, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, I think locally, uh, you know, we certainly see lots of activity down in the library, so I, I, I don't know if I've got a a specific request uh, related to this other than that if people want to uh, use the uh, the e-reader did you call it a press reader or it's a it's a service called no, press I, display pre, yeah so display. i've got it on my surface it's, it's press reader but I, I i use it quite regularly so if uh, mm -hmm. council members want to sign up you get your 14 digit barcode and plunk it in and uh, the adobe reader comes up and you can just toggle through it and you can read the classified ads in the Edmonton Journal if you want uh, for free. Mm. So it's a, it's a it's a great uh, service that the library system has has provided. And uh, and just as a, a side note, uh, and the library uh, the evenings that I'm down there uh, been big attraction to a number of new members in the community uh, from different parts of Canada and mm -hmm. different cultural groups. And uh, so I, I see the library as a as a Real is a, is a growing asset and certainly being used uh, uh, more and more. But I, I guess the question, Linda, would be: uh, 
this is kind of a carryover from before, the idea of using a library card uh, connecting with universities. I know we've talked about mm -hmm. this. Um, that's not on right now. If, if you were to visit the a university, you could use your card, but you couldn't book it out. Is that... Yes, you can, you can still borrow. You can actually go in. You can take your library card and borrow from the University of Alberta or a college if you would like to because we're also a member of the Alberta Library, which is a, a big consortium of public and college and university libraries. And similarly, a U of A student could bring their card in and borrow from the Peace River Library. So that's certainly possible. And you can go online and borrow from those places as well on a, in a... On online called Tal Online, so you can see what the University of Alberta has, and you can have it sent to you through your library and pick it up here. Yeah, but you want to make sure you renew it on time, Colin. Otherwise, those <laughs> universities will hold back your transcript marks. <laughs> I've been working on that for several years, <laughs> and their fines aren't cheap. I can tell you that from personal experience. Okay. No, we're very connected uh, within public library world and then to the uh, universities and colleges as well. And it, it makes Alberta, uh, people have stood up and took notice about how things are in Alberta and how connected we are. Are there any other questions? Should I carry on? Yes. Mine's, not, mine's not really a question. It's more of a comment because while you were speaking there, I actually went, went to the website. Uh, very user-friendly. I was totally not aware of... Uh, of the programming that's on there, and I know a lot of people that would use it. It's a matter of getting the word out there. Yeah, he was reading those newsstand magazines while the council <laughs> meeting was going on. Well, thank you for doing that. I've had that happen at one other council meeting, and it just goes to show it. it's pretty easy, isn't it? And, and, uh, and it's always true. We need to get the word out. People just don't know. And yet libraries tell. They, they make people aware, but somehow we just have to get the word out. Thank you for doing, doing a show and tell there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, maybe I'll carry on then. I um, I also have uh, been bringing out the message uh, about uh, Peace Library Systems long-range planning as we were looking at things, uh, looking at our services, uh, trying to plan ahead. Uh, the board really uh, could not decide if we had to cut anything to make ends meet, what could we cut? And we actually run a pretty lean operation uh, we have the fewest number of employees of any of the other library systems except for the tiny, tiny one way down in the southeast corner there, which only has 12 libraries. We have kept things as, as, uh, as clean as we can, as lean as we can. But the board discussed the fact that to keep our services going, by about 2016, uh, things, were, th things were going to get very, very tight. We do have a balanced budget now, but looking ahead. The board also discussed the fact that our small capital reserves, and I'm, uh, it's just under $300,000, will be depleted as well um, by 2018 without adding some funds. And, uh, and that's just things like buying vehicles to come out to the libraries and, and the IT infrastructure that we have to support the libraries, those kinds of things. So based on those challenges, uh, the board came up with a three-pronged approach to kind of deal with it, and the first was lobbying. Lots of lobbying with the provincial government, though it's been a little tricky because the Minister of Municipal Affairs keeps changing over the last several months. Um, but our board chair has spoken to the minister. We have written a letter to the minister. About 20 municipalities and library boards also received our, uh, 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 when they received our call to action, they wrote the minister as well. We don't know what the result of that will be. 
because we know that there's going to be a new premier, we know that things are going to get shuffled, but they wanted to make a statement now that libraries are in need of more provincial funding. Yes, it's a municipal service, but it also fulfills a lot of uh, provincial uh, goals as well through through the libraries. So that was our, one of our key things is just getting the word out to the minister. Um, the second part was that uh, of the funds that the library boards send in, we would kind of divert about 50 cents per capita of that to pay for some of these digital collections, the, the regional collections that everybody uses. Um, and that's going to be a great help if, if every library can contribute a little bit to the digital collections and the the electronic databases and downloadable audiobooks and all those things we've been making available. And we would plan to start that in 2015. And we determined that it's not going to be a hardship for most libraries. And of course, Leslie, you, you're welcome to speak on behalf of Peace River if you'd like. But most libraries don't spend all their funds that they have for ordering every year. So it seemed to make sense to take a little bit and put it towards something everybody in the region was going to use. Do you want to make any comments on that? right yes and those areas of growth of course in particular are finding it more and more more and more difficult and uh, lastly we sent um, a letter out to every municipality asking them to consider an increase in municipal fees for 2016 2017 and 2018 uh, that can't happen unless two-thirds of our municipal members are in agreement so it's it was sent out for deliberation by councils and then a response back to the peace library system and then the board will have to take it uh, once the responses come in. Uh, we'll, we'll go from there. So those, that's our three-pronged approach. Um, I, I would lastly uh, like to uh, thank you for your support. Leslie has spoken about your local support. You do support your library well. Thank you for your commitment to Peace Library System as well. You've been a member since the beginning. As a matter of fact, I believe I joked at another council meeting here that our headquarters was almost in Peace River, but something happened and it ended up being in Grand Prairie. So we could have been, we could have been situated here. But basically, um, with everybody working together, we've got a really strong partnership here and it makes a difference to the libraries. And I do thank you for the opportunity to be here this evening. I certainly am happy to... Uh, answer any questions you might have about our fund, our, uh, our sustainability strategy or anything else that has occurred to you. <clears throat> well, if you're looking to move to Peace River, we've got a couple of buildings for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, any, any other questions, comments? Oh. I've got one. Just a quick question. <clears throat> I think Leslie might have addressed this the last time you were here, but Edmonton and Calgary are not, they're on their own, they're separate, they're not involved in the rest of the, like can, does the same thing work with Edmonton and Calgary in terms of borrowing and lending? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, we're not, uh, we're not directly connected to Edmonton and Calgary in the same sense as we are connected to the libraries in our region because we're all on the same software. Edmonton and Calgary are on different software. However, Edmonton and Calgary are, are part of the Alberta Library as well. And all of their resources are on Tal Online, available for you to borrow online, or for you to take your card in and borrow 
uh, if you're visiting Edmonton or Calgary. So it's not quite as close a relationship, but really we have a strong library, big library system. Everybody really does collaborate and cooperate together. So you certainly can get Edmonton or Calgary materials uh, if you so choose. <coughs> Maybe any comments from the gallery? Questions? Your Worship, I see that you have, I think, this item on your agenda a bit further regarding right. um, increased funding for PLS, and we would certainly support that. Um, we get a lot of, of benefit at, the, at our library, and the smaller libraries probably almost even more so in the surrounding areas. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. So that uh, takes us into uh, Section 4, Bylaws. And we have Bylaw 1949 up for second and third reading. And uh, Kate Churchill will speak to this matter. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. So the North Peace Housing Foundation submitted a request to the town of Peace River to close 102nd Avenue, uh, which is west of 68th Street. Um, the road is currently undeveloped, and it actually splits two parcels of land that are owned by the North Peace Housing Foundation. Um, as well, its its current position is inconsistent with the anticipated development anticipated development plans. So, this was handed over earlier. Okay, yeah, I have a copy of this. Thank you. Um, so, Section Twenty Two of the Municipal Government Act states that a municipality can enact a, a bylaw to close a road uh, with the approval of the Minister of Transportation. So the, the bylaw received first reading followed by a public hearing on July 7th and was then submitted to the Minister of Transportation um, where it received approval on August 6th and those are attached. Um, it also received another comment from Atco Electric stating that they had no concerns. <clears throat> So um, the recommendations from planning is that council provide a second and third reading for bylaw 1949 um, in order to facilitate the North Peace Housing Foundation's anticipated development plans. And, and you would take third reading as well today? Yes. Any questions on this one? Uh, Your Worship, if I may, just to provide a little clarity for, uh, for council, um, even though it is a road closure, and, and we would uh, use that terminology, but uh, when the map was handed out and other drawings, I think some people raised issue about, well, there, there's still a road there, and perhaps uh, even though technically we're closing a road, the new plan does include a road. So uh, maybe we should have used the word uh, relocation for the sake of part of our audience, but technically it is a closure. So uh, as you're looking at a diagram um, that was handed out, you'll see a road. Uh, the one that we're closing, if it were to be drawn on that, would split uh, what would be to the to the uh, south. So again, just a, a clarity uh, question. Uh, there still will be a road that will be joining 67th and 68th Street, but the one that the development officer is speaking to is uh, uh, in the original area structure plan and needs to be closed. So I'm certainly willing to put a motion on the floor that... Uh, we accept a second reading of uh, 1949. 
Okay, so uh, we have a motion um, from Councillor Needham to for second reading on bylaw 1949. All in favor of uh, second reading? Yes. Great. And that it's passed second reading. Do I hear a motion for third reading? You do, Your Worship. I would put a motion on the floor that we uh, have a third reading of 1940, or to proceed with a third reading of 1949. Uh, all in favor to proceed with third reading of uh, bylaw 1949. Yes. And so we proceed, and then you make a motion to uh, go to bylaw uh, to go to third reading. Correct. So, uh, am I? Can I? Look to you for a third reading. Uh, okay. Motion for third. Sorry, that, that's you all need? you need. It's only individuals read. The proceeding. Okay. So now that you've already first read so a second reading, it's fine. It's just that I thought the last motion was. Okay, just for clarity, maybe we should. Uh, so uh, we'll just vote again. So you've made a motion to to go for third reading on bylaw 1949. Correct. So all in favor. Yes. Okay. Just. Uh, Make sure that's clear. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks, Ms. Churchill. Uh, unfinished business. <clears throat> so there's uh, three items under uh, unfinished business. Um, we'll uh, hopefully we'll be able to go through that very quickly. The first one is nonprofit community organization property tax exemption. And uh, Ms. Bench will speak to that. So back in May of 2014, Council passed a motion directing administration to bring forward uh, additional information with regard to the nonprofit organization property tax exemptions. So what, what you have before you right now is uh, a summary of uh, the information we collected from the nonprofit organizations. We checked to make sure that each one of them was registered and in good standing as a nonprofit organization, as well as um, receiving audited financial statements for all of them. So I guess I will entertain questions. So um, are there any questions on, on this? On these, uh, uh, yes, you, Your Worship, I have some questions. So, uh, if I, I, I don't see the attachments for the, uh, for the statements for council's review, but I presume they were um, provided to administration. Do you have or, them? Or yeah, that, that, that's fine. I, I don't. Uh, just for clarity, because I, I don't see them. So the the two groups that that did not provide financial. Records would be the Peace River Alliance Club and the Boxing Club are the two that did not comply. So the uh, Lions Club did bring in their financial statements this afternoon for 2012. Apparently the 2013 are not completed yet. So the 2012 ones we did receive. And the Boxing Club, no, we have not received it from them. My understanding is they're in the process of moving and uh, they may not have received their mail. Okay. 
So this this is a list of all the nonprofits in town that are have a tax rule. No, this is a list of the nonprofit organizations that have applied for property tax exemptions under the regulation. Okay. I guess, Your Worship, what I was allow me for jumping back in. I guess what I was driving at is would a review of the financial information. Uh, help council in making a decision whether or not they're in favor or opposed to this, and I guess. Um, so, council has approved them for the 2014 property tax exemption. So the next one coming up, the deadline for the 2015 year is September 30th of this year. So, for the exemption for 2015. We can provide this information to council, including the financial statements, to make their decision for the 2015 year. So are any of the, are these exemptions at the discretion of council, or you have certain criteria and you meet these criteria, you are um, automatically uh, designated a uh, tax-exempt nonprofit? So the nonprofit organizations have to apply and they have to meet certain criteria in order to be eligible for the exemption. But if they meet all the criteria, then council must give them that exemption. Right. And once council gives it, then the school requisitions are also forgiven by the province. Okay. Okay. And uh, now let's say there's there's a nonprofit uh, tax exempt. Society on in here who whose monies essentially go to a uh, um, a central a central organization and then are distributed. That would as long as they applied and had the criteria, we would we would have to accept them, even though we don't think that they're putting money back in the community. The regulation states that if they meet the criteria set out in the regulation, then council must grant the exemption. Okay. Any other questions or queries on that? And you're saying that the next application, so this is an annual application, the next one is? September 30th is the due date, and then we can ask them for further information at that they must provide by the end of November for the 2015 taxation year. I guess you You can grant the exemption for, I believe, uh, three years. So this year they have to apply. Last year was... Um, or the previous year, 20, 2013, it was granted for two years. Okay. So this year they didn't have to apply. So for 2015, they have to reapply now. And then council can grant it either for one year or they can go for three years. And we can make that distinction based on each. We, we, don't, we don't necessarily have to do them all as one an omnibus uh, exemption like everyone. No, I don't can, believe you do. There are ones that we can give one year to, others we can give two years to. And I believe that's up to council's discretion. And if they don't make the application in time? Then technically they should not be uh, approved. 
because the regulation says they must apply by that date. Right. And also they have to have their income statements in by a certain date, I take it. That's correct. And some of these haven't made that certain date. Not last year, no. Okay. Any other questions? So just to clarify, I, and, uh, you know, I, I guess when I look through this list, I, I look at the, the contributions that these clubs are making to the residents of Peace River, and from firsthand experience, I go through the list, and I can do a bit of a head nod or not a head nod, and that's likely due to my lack of knowledge in some cases. But uh, when I hear 2012, that's two years of stale data, and... Uh, I'm just curious what the status of that club is and what their activity is. And We uh, did uh, do a search on that one, and uh, we did find that it was reactivated in, just, I believe it was 2013. It seemed to have, um, just one second, I have that here. One. So just for clarity, I, we're, we're I believe they they um, did not file their financial statements for a while, and it seems like they were reactivated. I believe it was either 2012 or 2013. That doesn't mean they didn't exist. It just uh, for some reason it was re there was a restart date in 2012 2013. I can't remember the exact date. I guess just to, you know, we're talking the Lions Campground uh, specifically in this example, I believe, are we not? Yes. So I, I, I guess I look at the activity that's occurred in that campground over the last couple of years with the amount of industrial development we've had in the area and certainly the occupancy rate uh, if we were to go there tonight, I'm sure there's 30 or 40 units in there. So my point being, is, as I look through this list of nonprofit groups, that one sort of stands out as a as a revenue generator. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I guess really what I'm looking for is what are they doing with their money. Um, and if it's going back into the daycare society in Peace River, great. Uh, it's just not apparent to me uh, where their funds go. And as I go through that list... Uh, I think many of these groups are cash strapped, and they really they just don't have the kind of cash that um, I perceive as coming out of the Alliance campground. So I see a big revenue generator. I'm not. Uh, I, I guess I just like some clarity as to uh, uh, where their revenue is going in the community. And if I knew that, I would certainly feel better about supporting a, a tax exemption. And, and I guess that applies to all of them. According to their 2012 financial statements, their donations were $10,847.50. It doesn't say where it was donated. It's just a general line. The um, date of last status change for the Lions Club was um, August 28, 2013. The registration date is 1990, January 16th. 
So it's a revival restoration date, and I don't, I'm not quite certain what that means. I just, I have one question. I'm just, I think I'm getting a little bit lost here. It's not really at our discretion whether or not we give it to them. It's if they meet it, we're required to give it to them, whether they donate back to the community or not. That's one of the requirements. Is that they give back to the community? That their money is not used for salaries um, or it has to be used for a nonprofit, either to keep them running or to um, donate back to the, as a benevolent um, contribution back to the community. So the sports club wouldn't have that requirement. They would use it to operate, basically, and I guess the Lions Club would be the same. They, as long as the money is used to reinvest back into their operation and is not... Well, no, no, I understand the whole premise behind a not, the not-for-profit, which, but I guess what I'm saying is, is that we can't really say that they're exempt or not based on whether or not they give money back to the community. If they meet the requirements, then theoretically they get the exemption. That's correct. correct. Okay. Uh, probably a motion to accept for information would be appropriate. Nobody step. Oh, Councillor Councillor Burr, you're off the hook. <laughs> Councillor Benke stepped up. Uh, all in favor of Councillor Benke's uh, motion to accept uh, the presentation as information. One on. one more quick question, um, Renee. When do we have to make our decision on this? Then when's our deadline? For yeah. For 2015? Bring it back, uh, during the oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, looks like Kate Churchill's up again for the uh, proposed subdivision at Citadel Park Development LTD. Right. So, um, Citadel Park Development Limited. Um, applied for the subdivision of three bare land condo units from um, a subject land that was uh, subdivided in March 3rd, 2014, or was applied for subdivision, uh, created a 1.65-acre parcel plus a road, 89th Street. Um, and their registration with land titles is pending um, conditions that were set by the subdivision authority, um, which included a development agreement. Um, so this application is to create three bare land condo units from that original parcel. Um, and it's consistent with the approved ASP um, and registration with land titles will be uh, dependent on the original parcel's um, rec registration. Um, it will be used for a residential use of four eight-unit apartment-style mod uh, modular condominiums. Um, and the recommendation is that um, the town of Peace River have no concerns regarding the proposed subdivision. Any questions? So why, why would we have no concerns? Um, it's a, the subdivision authority um, recognizes it as the next, um, the next step in stage one of the Citadel Park area structure plan. 
um, creating these bare land condo units, which will enable them to um, create residential development uh, of the type that they want. Okay. Sounds like Councillor Burr has a question. Do you have a question, Councillor Burr? No? Okay. I have a question, Your Worship. Is the intent of the, the three Bearland subdivisions, or whatever, the three Bearland, so they can develop, like, one group of condos and then another one and then the third one without having to develop the entire parcel? Is that kind of the, the reasoning behind this? I believe so, yeah. I I don't have the best understanding of Bearland condominium subdivision, um, but that is my understanding of it. Okay. Your Worship... I'm sorry, I, th I thought that the phase, the further phases in this development were for single-family homes. Has there been a change? This is stage one, and there's four stages. So the other stages have, have different types of development. So this is just the breaking apart of one That's parcel right. of the land. Okay, that makes way more sense. Yeah, and I, and I think you've hit, there is confusion because it, it originally said phase one, yeah. And and this is now also talking phase one. Yeah. So the terminologies are a little <coughs> bit confusing. Okay. And that's why we're referring to it as a stage. So this is the one. initial four eight plexes that they were talking Correct. about, but it's all still they still have their single family. Correct. Just because when I see bare land, I'm thinking then they've converted their single family to a condo, a bare land condo development. No, this okay. is this is the first parcel that council approved for okay. the condominium development. Okay. Any further questions or comments? Hearing none, um, you are looking for a, uh, a motion, Ms. Churchill, that uh, basically says that um, Town of Peace River has no concerns regarding this proposed subdivision. Is that correct? That's correct. So who's going to make that motion? I'll make that motion, Your Worship. Okay. Uh, so all in favor of Councillor Burr's motion to uh, to uh, state that the Town of Peace River has no concerns regarding this particular proposed subdivision. All, that's passed. Aye. And uh, we can move on to the next item. So... Um, So the next uh, agenda item is the Peace Regional Pool, the Air Handling Unit Project Funding Update. Uh, and uh, this report is just to update Town Council on the current status of funding for the Peace Regional Air Pool Air Handling Unit Project, which uh, Ms. Bell will, uh, Director Bell will uh, lead the discussion. Sure. Thank you, Your Worship. Um, as requested by Council, there had been uh, a request to provide an update of where we're at in terms of our funding for this project. Um, and I'm pleased to inform you we have a capital grant opportunity, which wasn't uh, available to us when we started the project. Through the new, and hopefully I'll get this correct, um, Alberta Community... Thank you. 
<laughs> I'm calling them the Regional Collaboration Grant mixed in together, but the new ACP program, which used to be the Regional Collaboration Grant program, um, is now incorporating a capital component. So we had originally applied for $100,000 for the engineering um, side of this project, which we anticipated a total $915,000 project. We can now apply or expand our existing application to request an additional $250,000 to go towards the capital uh, component of the overall project. Um, in addition to that, we submitted a request to our municipal partners within the immediate region. Um, the responding um, municipalities informed us through the County of Northern Lights that they will contribute $200,000 in 2015. The MD of Peace was $50,000 also in 2015. And Northern Sunrise County has indicated the Joint Capital Fund is where they would like to focus their energies once a finalized number of what potentially could be the project shortfall in terms of its funding, um, what we would need to look at for that, that option. Um, so overall, we're looking at about $215,000 as being the ask at some point to go towards the, the request to Northern Sunrise County. At this point, well, about approximately $100,000 from Northern Sunrise County and the town would match in that regard. But at this point, we're not making a recommendation to make that ask of the county for the through the joint capital fund, as we need to confirm that we will receive an additional two hundred fifty thousand for the capital through the new requirements in the ACP grant. So, so I'm I'm a bit puzzled why we would put one hundred thousand dollars of MSI funding. In there because when we access a joint capital account, we we'd be basically accessing our monies as well. That's correct. It, this is how it was set in and passed in the capital budget was a hundred thousand from MSI. And I guess council, in terms of their decision making in the next budget, could make some adjustments to that capital budget for 2015. No, I think that hundred thousand was was uh, basically a stopgap to cover engineering costs, but for the, the short idea term, was, possibly, yeah. yeah, but the idea was, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll we'll see what the other communities uh, contribute. And uh, Northern Sunrise said they'd take it out of the joint capital account, so Correct. we would probably take our portion out of there as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this report is providing an update to you and also request to council that uh, we enhance our application to the, oh, I used the regional collaboration program, which was the original application name at the time it was submitted. Uh, it would be now the Alberta Community Partnership for the additional $250,000 towards the capital construction. 250 or 350? 250, we have already submitted for 100,000, and the maximum amount we can apply for is 300,000. Okay, that clarifies Three, it. 350,000, sorry. Ooh. That's per project? Per project, and the Town of Peace River is only allowed two applications a year, and this counts as one. Little tip that was provided with chatting with the uh, 
grant okay. advisors. So we can still apply for another grant? A an additional project could apply f under the same uh, grant, yes. For up to 350 as well? That's correct. Maximum? Don't worry, I have some ideas. I can see your wheels spinning <laughs> away there, Councillor. So I think we all have some ideas that no we'll else. have to discuss during budget So what, what are you looking for today? Uh, just a motion in regards to the enhancement of our application. Um, we're not 100% certain that we require it for the grant application, but it would be a good idea to have it on the books, and then we can always refer to it if the um, granting agency is requiring it. Okay. So, Councillor Burr, you're a bit of a pool rat. Do you want to make that motion? Sure, I'll do that. The, the uh, administration be directed to make application under the or the regional community grant uh, for the additional ten or fifty thousand dollars towards the capital cost of the pool handling upgrade. Yeah, the Alberta Community Unity Partnership Grant Program. That's correct. My mistake. So all in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? Passed. Thank you. Yep. Uh, we are now in um, uh, are we in new business? Yeah. So do people want to take a break here or uh, power through new business and New business is 16 items, and it's 6 o'clock right now. Only 6 o'clock. Carry on? Okay. So under new business, item uh, 8.1 is a property tax penalty waiver request. I uh, believe everyone's read this. Uh, We'll have Director Bench perhaps speak to uh, uh, to this matter. I, I take it a letter has been received from a ratepayer requesting that pe penalties on uh, on his or her tax roll be waived. That's correct. And they have a letter pleading their case. That's correct. They uh, state that they put the uh, envelope in the mail at the post office on Sunday, June 29th, I believe. And that it was uh, sent to Edmonton and was not postmarked until July 2nd. So under the uh, Municipal Government Act, Section 341 states a, um, a tax payment that is sent by mail to a municipality is deemed to have been received by the municipality on the date of the postmark stamped on the envelope. So... Basically, we have to go by the postmark that's on the envelope stating that it was July 2nd, which is late, which would in turn um, cause penalties to be applied to that property tax account. Okay. Anybody have uh, questions of Director Bench? Uh, Renee, I just wanted According to calculations, it's got penalties for August and September, but we received it, even if, if we conclude it was late in July, why the penalties for August and September? Because the penalties were not paid at that point, so there's still an outstanding amount on the tax roll account. So what happens is that um, under the MGA, all payments received are applied to penalties first, 
So the payment that was received would go towards the penalties. So this is penalties on the penalty because it's still deemed outstanding amount on the taxes. So they sent a check in and we got it July something and didn't cash it because it was late? No, no. We did not receive it until July 8th. It okay. was postmarked July 2nd. Right. So the taxes are due on June 30th. Yes. So unless the envelope is postmarked June 30th, they're deemed to be late. And Renee, can we confirm that in fact, the mail Mountie server is not like I. I would have assumed that if I stuck it in the mailbox, June 29th or June 30th, it would be postmarked that day. If we confirm that the post I, office ships everything to Edmonton and then it's postmarked there. I did call the post office and they did confirm that uh, if something is mailed here, they don't necessarily postmark it anymore unless you request it. So if it was taken in on June 30th and they requested it to be stamped, then they would stamp it. Otherwise, it goes to Edmonton to be stamped. So this sounds like this is an honest mistake then, or it's just a quirk in the system. The town does have, uh, have other options to pay. The town office was still open on June 30th. And there is a drop box at the side of the uh, building as well. So there were other options. I believe, but, uh, Your uh, Worship, that you can also pay your taxes electronically as well. So there's three options for payment. Um, I think June 30th is the due date for taxes has been the date for ever since stone tablets and chisels were invented. So it's been years and years and years. So there's, there should be no surprise when your taxes are due. Um, I think the policy decision at my level would be to stand on, or, or the decision for me would be to stand on policy. Uh, taxes are due on the 30th. Uh, you should pay on time. So the recommendation from administration, Councillor Burr, I don't know if you have it in front of you, yes, is, is that the request from the taxpayer regarding the waiving of penalties on these particular tax roll accounts be denied and the penalties be upheld. So uh, do I any any further questions of Director Bench? If not, I'll, uh, I'll entertain a motion on this matter. Anyone going to make a motion? Councillor Needham. I would put a motion on the floor, uh, Your Worship, to deny the request. All in favor of uh, uh, Councillor Needham's motion? Okay, so you, it's uh, what, six to one or five to one? So, um, so the uh, Councillor Needham's motion is passed. Okay, um, that takes us to uh, the Peace Library uh, System Funding Increase Request. Uh, the presenter is Director Bell. Um, I guess my so I think we've we've had the presentation on this um, so my question is it's an appropriation right we we don't we have to accept it isn't that right well, no, or not you could, no uh, oh, okay. say, no thank you oh. uh, and we want to they need 
Paul? Okay, so there's a master agreement, and in that master agreement, what does it say? It's a requirement of three quarters of all of the participants will be members. And, but and I think it's 38. And what? But what does the current master agreement say? That there, there is no fees increase, or the, there is a fee increase, but not as much as they're asking for. Or what? That's correct. It, it basically would state that um, at the So are we, excuse me, are we voting on a one year for just 16 or for all three years, 16, all 17, and 18? All three. So we would be agreeing to the master agreement change of a three-year increase, 2016 through to 2018. Of totaling of just about 90 cents over the three years? What was the uh, question, Councilman? Sorry, yeah, I was just saying that we're basing all of our numbers on a stagnant population. Right, 6,700 well. people. Yeah. And those are the 2011 numbers, population numbers. So one could make an assumption at some point there would be a population increase. But we, but we, who would actually uh, make that determination that there's been a population increase? It would be based on the stat census. Right. The census and, the, yeah. and the census will be done till uh, for another, or will they have one halfway in between the, like the last one was 2011? Yeah. And so 2021? Uh, 20, 2016, I believe, will be the next, yeah. the next census. And so that's what they go by unless... The municipality does a municipal census, and, yeah. and that's accepted by municipal affairs, and they'll use those numbers. And we'll catch the, the last year. So usually it, it takes almost a full year for those census information, and the census numbers to come out. So that would catch us possibly in 2017. So they, they, they'll definitely do a head count in 2016? It seems to be five years. That, that's their five-year quotation. Okay. Any chance we could get them to count before Adam leaves town, or...? <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah. So at, at ninety in twenty eighteen, assuming our population remains at roughly sixty seven hundred, that's a little more than six thousand dollars in. And besides, I get I now don't have to spend money reading, reading online newspapers, subscribing to them. I can, I can do it through the library now. <laughs> so if, so if every everybody in this in in this town reads uh, the Globe and Mail or the National Post at twenty eight cents per capita, they're all uh, they're winning in the end. <laughs> okay. So, uh, 
so I'm I'm waiting for a motion. I I think you guys are. Uh, I don't think you guys have any more questions on this. Hey, just to clarify, uh, Tanya. So your recommendation that we're talking funds, but I'm just reading. Uh, you're also looking for this letter to municipal affairs. Have we, or am I mixing and matching here? Um, All right, sorry. All right, but sorry. It can be your affairs related. Yeah. And Linda touched on both in her right. presentation. Right, yeah. so if, if I guess what I was driving at is if we were to receive a positive response from the provincial government with what we're about to vote on now, would it change? Like, hypothetically, could, could there be enough of an increase that the three year increase here is not needed? Uh, or am I just got my rose colored glasses on? Well, and when I was. Um, putting together the RFP for their advocacy request, that was one of the, the items that came to mind for myself also in regards to the master agreement. So if they're requesting provincial funding to increase, um, would that have an impact on the municipal request? From what I heard Linda say tonight, not necessarily. Um, possibly, but not necessarily. Because municipal governments do fund heavily to municipal libraries where you're they're the primary funder of libraries in a local setting. Um, the province does provide substantial dollars also, but it's been flatlined. Whereas we as a municipality have provided a substantial increase to our libraries over the last three, two to three years. So, so again, I guess maybe flip it around. If the municipality continues to invest, is the provincial government going to say, well, you don't need us? Your Worship, uh, I, I would uh, propose to put a motion on the floor that the Town of Peace River uh, provide uh, the Peace Library Board uh, with a letter amending uh, the uh, master agreement to, to reflect the fee increases as presented uh, for the years 2016 to 2018. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Nita's motion? Yes. Oh, it's passed unanimously. Do you also need a motion then for an advocacy letter, or is that something yes. you would do anyway? Um, <laughs> no, without appointing you to the council, we wouldn't go off and do that on our own. Um, <laughs> and, and at council's uh, purview, whether you'd like to provide a letter of advocacy for an increase in provincial funding um, from our administration's perspective, we really don't have an advocacy in one way to ask, especially with a flatland budget. See, you're already trying to butter us up for uh, for, for the budget discussions. <laughs> 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 
or you're already doing your own advocacy here. <laughs> Councillor Sawchuk just asked about advocacy for the Peace Library System, not for FCS. Are you going to make that motion then, Councillor uh, Sawchuk? Uh, yes, I uh, move to direct council to um, no, administration. Administration, sorry, to uh, prepare an advocacy letter supporting uh, a fee increase proposition from the provincial government for the Peace Library Board system. Peace Library Board or Peace Library oh, system? Peace Library system. All in favor of Councillor Sawchuk's motion? Yes. Okay, passed. Okay. Your Worship, maybe if we are successful meeting with the minister, we could bring this up then as well. Uh, which minister is that? Municipal Affairs? Minister of Municipal Affairs. Okay. So that actually addresses the next item on the agenda, which was library provincial funding advocacy request. Um, so the next item, uh, Director Bell will speak to that as well, is uh, uh, a letter from Dr. Karen Lengard requesting financial support for physicians slash nurse recruitment. No, he didn't make a motion. He he made he uh, made a comment. Um, yes, uh, Director Bell. Like to secure a spot in uh, for obvious reasons distance to the existing hospital and the requirements for 
So administration did some research around some of the rental rates within the community, not just the two-bedroom apartment units. Who knows if availability would exist by the time they would access it, which kind of the space that they're going to have with. So it gives you an idea of through our meager research, we found a couple of options of what is currently on the market available to the average individual. Um, anything from about $1,500 or $1,600 a month down to $1,100, depending on whether it's an apartment, a house, a, a duplex, or half a duplex, like we're in one of the cases. Um, based on that information, we worked out an approximate cost of um, an average, maybe approximately $2,000 a month, and that's the number that administration was using throughout the report, and I'll get back to that in just a second. The other component that they're very interested in is they're looking for community participation and the Town of Sea Service Team would create um, a community attraction and retention committee. Um, not necessarily position driven, but position participated, town participating, um, various other members of the public, whomever else, uh, council or just another agency interested in being the driving force behind such an idea. They are asking that town initiate this committee, and there is a organization that is available to assist. The Rural Physician Action Plan is available to communities to assist them in the development of these types of committees. There's a lot of committees already in existence. I spoke with David Ray, the executive director, um, and one of our past SPSS directors from Fairview is actually one of the new uh, Northwest Region representatives and they would both be willing to come up to the community and provide counsel with a further presentation on what this committee would consist of and what would they do and what their role or actions would be, uh, would involve. I did attach a document that David provided. Um, it's their toolkit on how to form an attraction and retention committee. And it goes through a little bit of the roles, responsibilities, some ideas, that type of thing. I won't go through rather extensive, actually. Um, getting back to the financial request, uh, as mentioned earlier, we use, administration utilized uh, $2,000 per month as the number to be calculated um, just based on the information we used on what sort of average cost could be, and again, could be. Um, financially, for four months, we'd be looking at approximately $8,000 as a financial contribution to uh, this request, and over the year of 2015, potentially a $24,000 financial contribution. Um, as of August 23rd, there was $19,782 Canadian Land Council grant uh, funds. Um, there is potentially some funding in the economic development budget, as these funds have not been extended to date. is presenting is to provide the um, financial grant to the request and again we're using 
I figured I was loud enough. <laughs> Five thousand dollars for the next four months, and then in 2015, again, a budgeted amount request would have to go in for approximately fifteen thousand. So, what kind of structure is there if we decide we're going to give money? What we just pass them a check and say, "Go rent something," or like, I mean, yes. <laughs> Whether there's you're you're literally contributing to. And let me get this correctly. Um, the actual body who, who you would be contributing to would probably need to be worked out. I'm not sure if it's the Peace Network, the Peace, the, um, Peace Country Physicians Peace Network. The terminology I'm lost on exactly the name of it. There's actually the network of physicians for the Peace River immediate area. So Peace River and Grimshaw. Or would it be the associate medical clinic? That I'm unclear of who the contribution would have to go to. But they already have some sort of a group that's looking after doing a similar thing, or they already rent something There now? are, uh, According to what Dr. Lungard was stating to myself when I was just having a discussion with her in regards to a letter, they are already doing this. Now, I'm not sure, again, if that's the associate medical clinic or if it's the <laughs> primary care network. There's the terminology. just popped in my head. Or who exactly the body is that's funding that, or the doctors individually? That I'd understood. Pardon me. I, I'd understood that AHS is already renting three houses in town for visiting doctors, visiting locals, visiting nurses. But that's yeah. Uh, that was just my understanding of a discussion I had with another fellow politician. Um, I, I guess. For me, if I could interrupt, uh, Councillor Sajak, I, I just, I guess my other question would be, how do you measure success out of this? Uh, I mean, I. So you spend five thousand, or you spend fifteen thousand. So, so what? Um, do, are these people are they staying in town, or are they just here and leave? I mean, everybody's got recruitment problems, mm -hmm. uh, not just the medical community. Um, I am sympathetic to the cause, mm -hmm. but I just wonder what's what's the experience been as far as um, you know. I, so, so someone gets free accommodation for two months; they stay or they don't stay, or Peace River just becomes the apprenticeship training ground, and I get my hours and I move on. And so, I, I guess that's kind of a bit of an issue for me. At this point, I wouldn't be able to answer that question for you. Um, but it's something that I'm, if there are more questions, I'm wondering if we need to request Dr. Longard to either come and present directly or at least provide her with um, some of the council's questions that then, if she cannot attend, um, provide council with some answers to your questions. That would be my preference. Yeah. Because there's a lot of questions here that 
you can't answer that we don't know and yeah. we're making some assumptions here Absolutely. and I mean it's not I guess it's not a huge amount of money but I mean the reality is it's still a budget implication on a set budget if we're gonna Correct. be taking money and reallocating it I think it's good to know where it's going well, I wouldn't be keen on taking it out of the economic development. The reason for the economic development money <laughs> is to attract patients so that we attract the doctors. <laughs> there's, there's no point in having doctors here if there's no patients. We'll put the money into the arena and it'll attract people to our community. I don't think there's a shortage of patients right now, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. So uh, what did – so my, uh, my recollection of the last – when I was on council uh, last, we we were doing something like this. We were contributing to some kind of rental accommodation. Not that I'm aware of. If anyone else knows, uh, yeah, yes, we? yes, we were. Huh? I'm, I'm where, <laughs> and, and I, I think you could probably uh, search through the uh, through the minutes of. Of the last council, and just search for North Darling and all the motions made under North Darling, and probably find it there. Um, but I'd like to know where that program's at. Are we still doing that, or I did it? I believe it's the same. It was for a set period of time, and it was for the same type of program. It was for the accommodation for the low-income subcontractors. Huh. Again, just having. Confirming I what I thought happened, it would be good to have some sort of analysis about, um, I, I recall we did this for three or four months um, a year or two ago, like, did, did that program work or is this just, you know, more, more money into a, well, more money into a program that isn't working? And are there other things that we can be doing in terms of attraction and retention? Karen, Dr. Lundgaard also seems to suggest that we lead this committee. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how my colleagues are. I'm I'm not sure I want to lead another committee. Mm -hmm. I have enough committees, but um, I guess that's certainly something that we can talk to her about. But mm -hmm. um, but that committee uh, idea is uh, kind of under, you know, this request is disorganized because, uh, you know, is the, is the town of Peace River going to carry the entire burden for these locums? and uh, fly-in nurses, or uh, are, we, are, we being, are we organized with the other municipalities and we all kick in a, a certain amount of money? Yeah. And the way this thing is written, it kind of suggests that once Rotary House is in place, that this wouldn't be needed. Yeah. So they've already got some plan for that, I'm assuming? I believe so, yes. That was what was indicated to me in my conversation with her, was that once Rotary House is in place, um, these external uh, facilities wouldn't be required. Again, I would suggest maybe Dr. Lungard yep. maybe should attend a future meeting and yep. update us a bit. And, and I guess maybe you can answer this, Councillor Anita. North Peace Housing, they have at least one house that's empty. Well, yes. Well, there's, there's, there's certainly. Well, you mean the house across the street from you? Is that? Yeah, in a very posh neighborhood. Right. I, I understand the pharmaceutical business. They'd be, be suitable was, for the uh, 
for the medical community. Right. Uh, well, 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 certainly there um, there are certainly housing options around. Uh, um, you know, there's private accommodations in town, certainly North Peace Housing, and um, not to digress too far, but yes, Rotary House is a, is a year away, uh, mm -hmm. optimistically. Uh, I would, not my project, but I'm, I would think that's the time frame they're working on. So mm -hmm. maybe there's a, but again, I would be interested in what happened last time, and yeah. perhaps Dr. Longard could speak to it. And as, as I read her letter, it, she seems to be planting this issue on the feet of the town council, and I'm not sure I'm prepared to bite. Uh, Do we know if they've approached any of the other municipalities? Like, this seems like a request that would, they would hit multiple potential funders. There was an indication there was a potential for another funder, but not a municipality. There's no CCs on the letter. No, and I would suggest that the the other funder was not a municipal government. So at this point, unless she has other specific requests going to them that are different. Um, and, well, uh, r remind me who the or medical organization is that uh, Mr. Petluck uh, is the chair of. Um, the foundation, hospital foundation. And they can or can't do this kind of funding. They do medical equipment. Equipment, yeah. That's a, their mandate's focused on equipment. Well, yeah. if you need a house to house doctors oh, yeah. and nurses in, maybe you could <laughs> characterize this as equipment. Equipment of sorts, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've got that kind of money, but um, the other argument that I might make on this too, Tanya, maybe we should get clarification. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, she's, sorry, I think I misread this. Those are not furnished rental prices. So, uh, one of them was that would be the four bedroom house. I that would be so. that yeah. would be furnished. The rest yeah. of them are not furnished prices. And whether or not she could find another other furnished locations, I'm not sure. Okay. Is did we do we have a motion on the table for this? Not currently. No. So, I would be prepared to put a motion on the table to ask Dr. Lungard to come to us to clarify some of our questions on this and I guess allow us the opportunity to determine whether or not there are other potential municipalities looking to contribute to this as well. So uh, just as you're making your, so I'm just kind of wondering if this really is, if we're really in this game period. My first reaction is I wouldn't want to say that we're not because I think having doctors in our community is, is important. I don't think that we should discount this immediately would be my take on it. I tend to agree. I'd be certainly willing to listen to what she has to say before I make up a, my mind. Okay. Uh, all in favor of Councillor Benke's uh, motion? Yes. Okay. Passed. Uh, and one other question of council, would you uh, entertain the idea of bringing forward the Alberta Rural Physician Act Action Plan Executive Director for a presentation on the committee or leave it with Dr. Lungard at this point? My, suggest, my suggestion would be she can probably answer enough questions to deem if we need to go farther. Okay, okay. great. Thank you. 
Is it possible to get the information too from uh, administration in regards to the other rental that we're currently contributing to? If that's what's yeah. my understanding, I'll look into that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, and the next item on the agenda is a networking opportunity. This Friday, I guess, in Grand Prairie. And uh, I guess we. I've been hearing about this, but uh, I don't know. We've been left off the mailing list or until just recently. or But anyhow, uh, I guess who's. So there's going to be a one day forum or workshop for the Northern Alberta elected leaders um, hosted by the Northern Alberta Development Council and the uh, city of Grand Prairie, it sounds like. So uh, I guess this is who, who's even going to go if they, assuming that we give. I'm not available on Friday. I'm not either. Neither am I. I'm not available either. Motion to accept for information. <laughs> uh, Unless your worship can attend. Uh, I might be able to attend. Why don't, why don't you just enable me and then we'll go from there. Okay, so a motion to enable the mayor to attend uh, the Alberta Municipal Government Governance Symposium in Grand Prairie on Friday. Are you sure you can't go, Councillor Burr? You're, this is right up your bailiwick. I know, but I'm not even going to be in town then. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Mickey's motion? Yeah. Uh, so there's another uh, request from, this one is from the Aboriginal Interagency uh, Sisters in Spirit Walk, uh, October of this year and it'll be one o'clock at River Drive Mall and they're looking for me to attend isn't that right Ms. Alexov? We should enable the mayor and and, and deputy mayor to attend. So would others have time to attend that event? Also, a request to waive. Oh. Yes. A fee waiver request as well. Just part of the same RFP. Okay, they're requesting. So, why don't we deal with that one first? So, there's a request to provide a grant from the Council Grants Program to the Aboriginal Interagency Committee in the amount of, let's round it up to $200 for the purpose of covering the rental costs of the requested. 150 chairs, one table, and Athabasca Hall for an hour and a half. And that public works be uh, be action to provide barricades and manpower for the required road closure. So we haven't received a road closure request yet, have we? On this one. I'm not, not that don't be a big deal. I haven't seen anything. I believe so too, yeah. Oh, for, the, for, for the sisters? We'll double, we'll double okay. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. I went through a bylaw inspection, I believe. 
Okay, so council from council from the council grants program, uh, one hundred eighty-seven dollars and ninety-five cents plus public works time. I'm still confused on this one. Are we looking at doing a cash donation with a with a purchase? Because we seem to bring that up every time we have one of these. But we'll defer to uh, Councillor Sawcheck. Again, I, I still think we should, uh, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna give them something, we got to give it out of our our fund and charge them. Okay, and that includes the public works time. We don't charge for the public works time. I don't think, do we? Okay. So is that your motion to? I believe it is. To uh, to uh, donate one hundred and eighty-seven. Round it off to two hundred. Two hundred dollars to the uh, to the Admiral, Ab Aboriginal Interagency Committee to uh, allow them to cover rental costs. I so where, where would that money actually go then? Like, because it's, they're asking for a waiver of the fee, the cost of the rental from the town. So do we have a fund where that money goes? No, we're gonna we're gonna say no. We're not waiving the fee. You have to pay it, and then we're gonna give them a check back. So, I think that's 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 how our friends at Glen Mary did it. So they rented the arena. You gave them uh, four hundred and fifty-seven dollars or something like that, and they and basically they gave it back to us and. Uh, Gave it to the arena guy. They gave it to Brian. <laughs> well, this sounds like bureaucratic mumbo jumbo to me. But well, we set a precedent for it, so I guess if you want to uh, change it. Well, I, this goes back to Rod. It's Colin. Uh, this goes back to you know last January when we looked at this and the fact. You know, the discussion was we've got a policy with some fees in it, plus we've got a grant program. So we've got two streams of money that are flowing out of here, and one doesn't know what the other one was doing. So the discussion was that we wouldn't waive fees anymore. We'd stay fast on the policy, and if we felt inclined, we would just flip it into uh, a return check out of that program so that there's an accounting of the money. Uh, otherwise, you could... Well, it'd be two funds, so you'd you'd be you'd be granting waivers such as this, and also granting out of the program. So I think the discussion at council was, can we can we fold these two activities together? And I I think that was the discussion and the debate where Councillor Sawcheck suggested that we eliminate these donation of in kind and steer them so stay stay fast on the policy because the directors have got fee structures for arenas and rental chairs, so we, we stay fast on that. But if we choose to s cut them a check and take it out of the grant program, well, that's that's our decision. But but we're not compromising the existing structure. That, that was my recollection anyway. But I guess, how is, how is the money flowing? Like, where does the money go? That money goes back, and maybe Kelly can explain, that money goes back into a general revenue, or, does it go, or do we have a... Um, when they return, assets or something where that goes. When they return their check, 
It's it's applied to the revenue account of, of whatever function it is. So in this case, if it was table rental, then it would be applied to the community services revenue. It would be coded as a 274 code. Or sorry, 174 code. 172 code. And then community services could, could spend that money during the current fiscal year, or does it go into reserve fund? No, no, it it just forms part of their revenue. So when they prepare a budget at the start of the year, they have a projected revenue and a projected expense. And what what the challenge obviously is is uh, to make sure that that you don't make expenditures if you don't have the budgeted revenue. So that's always something that we keep uh, reminding the directors is simply because the budget says you can expense X amount of dollars, it's also contingent upon your revenue meeting its targets. So you need to look at those two in conjunction. But it doesn't give them extra money to spend over and above what they've budgeted uh, for expenditures. Okay. It just makes it easier for them to budget because they know that they're not giving money away that they'd expected to receive. Council members are giving away money on their behalf that they're expecting to receive is really what, what's happening. So, Councillor Sajak's motion is on the table, and his motion, uh, if I heard it correctly, was to uh, to provide the Aboriginal Interagency Committee uh, a, a donation of $200 uh, towards the cost of covering their rental of chairs table and at the Vasco Hall on October the 4th, 2014. Correct? Correct. All in favor, Councillor Sajak's motion? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, Did we get any confirmation that they were going to attend at 6.30? But the email that I just looked at that said 6.33, council requested our attendance at 6.30. So I sent one back saying, hey, everything's open, sorry, it's getting off. But I don't have a cell number. They weren't on the agenda. Yeah, they weren't. Oh, is there someone in camera? I suspect that it may have been our IT guys who are working, and then they usually just exit the building and make sure it's locked on their way out. Mm -hmm. So that that's a possibility as to why that occurred. Not thinking that we're on Tuesday night and Monday, and they know yeah. council's Monday. Okay, so um, okay, so then there was another item in terms of enabling. 
Your Worship, I would put a motion on the table for that to uh, to enable Mayor and Council to attend the Sisters in Spirit event on October the 4th. 2014. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Branke's motion? Yes. Um, we can put this on the uh, agenda for next week, but I, uh, uh, Ms. Alexoff handed me a letter from the Alberta Native Friendship Centers Association. This is different from the Sisters in Spirit. Oh, or is there another agenda yes. item? A oh, okay. Oh, okay, um, the next item. I was just trying to answer the uh, question of um, somebody asked where that money would be sent, the donation, to whom it would be written or to whom it would be sent. So I was just pointing out that it would be sent to that association. Oh, okay. The Alberta Native yes. Sorry Friendship for the Center. Okay. Um, so the Alberta Native Friendship Center, uh, they're having uh, their annual 44th annual general meeting in Peace River, September 11th to the 14th. Um, and uh, they're looking for to invite uh, a member of council to to their uh, banquet September Saturday, September 13th. So if there's So is there somebody that can and is willing to attend that particular banquet? Sorry, we're talking about the the Friendship Centers Association one? Yeah, Alberta okay. Native Friendship Centers Association. I'm supposed to be out of town that weekend, but I can check. Okay, so... So we'll, should we just enable, I just don't think I can, I can make it. Should we ena just enable all council to attend, assuming that one of us will rise to the occasion? Uh, Your Worship, if it helps, uh, I'd put a motion on the floor that we enable the mayor and council to attend the event, and uh, I suspect it'll be based on uh, availability, and as long as we have one or two people there, I think we're, we're covered. Right. They're looking for an RSVP, so... Well, I would suggest we say one or two people, I guess. So why don't, uh, why don't we make... Uh, so we'll just vote on Councillor Needham's motion. All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion. And then I guess um, we'll just communicate via email as to who can and might go. The fact that they're looking for a bi biography suggests that they want, want you to give a bit of a speech. <laughs> so, uh, okay. And I, I'm taking taking it that the inaugural inaugural World Religions Conference in Peace River is a uh, just uh, an information item, or is there a particular request behind this? I think they made a request for councillors to attend that function or an invite, 
and I actually had planned to attend. Okay, so uh, we'll enable. Uh, um, so enable. So is there going to be a motion uh, from from someone for to enable Councillor Sawcheck to attend the? I'll make that motion, Your Worship. World Religions Conference here being held in here in Peace River. All in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Yes. Um, the next item is the RCMP is uh, sent a uh, email to, well, actually, Jesse O'Nassie sent an email to Kelly Bunn regarding the upcoming AUMA meeting. And his district officer has asked him to, if uh, we as a town would like to, uh, like to speak to the commanding officer at the upcoming AUMA meetings. I see that uh, I was suggesting that maybe we should attend uh, because their staff sergeant hasn't arrived, but it sounds like he's purchased a house in Saddleback and is ready to to be here by September 33rd. one across the street, isn't it? Uh, that one would be too small, but it might be two doors down. Should we I, meet I, with a CO? It, it, I, you know, I, I guess there were a couple of items from that meeting that we had with them that were. Uh, did they deliver on all those items, or did we have some deliverables that we were supposed to forward to them? They had some information that they were going to provide. I believe we got most of it. I can't recall if we got all or not. There, there was no hard and fast action items, but there was information to be shared. Is there any? Is there? Is there reason to meet with them other than just to meet with them? Not. I don't think, from administration's perspective, we have any burning issues, but. I would suggest that maybe we save our time for somebody we really want to talk to. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. Let's, if, if we've got municipal affairs and transportation and environment people, if this sounds like this, we could certainly invite the, uh, the new sergeant or the new, the new chief superintendent to a council meeting and just, just do it right here. Okay. So, I, I, I uh, guess de decline, decline it and schedule something for October. Just a motion to accept this. Well, how should we? We probably need a motion to to dismiss this item one way or another. So, accept uh, his information. That just seems a bit. Uh, a motion to direct administration uh, to respond to the email to that we will not. That we uh, have no pressing issues. So, who's making that motion, Councillor Sawcheck? I so move. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Sawcheck's motion? Yes. Alberta Transportation, upcoming AUMA convention. Hot topic. Do we want to meet with Alberta Transportation? There probably are a number of items. Uh, 
This the way I read this though, it looks Keeping. like it's the same as last time. Like You're it's gonna... the staff, not the minister's office, and we kind of made that mistake once already. It's staff from the Peace Region. It says right there will be available to discuss transportation issues. So, so maybe again. suggest we meet with the minister as opposed to staff. And if we can't get the minister, then why bother? We can meet with them at any time here. So there are some items that. We do, do have topics of discussion with them from, from the – there was some discussion around the lower – the uh, I call it the DMI townhouses slide. You call it the utility shop slide. But uh, in terms of perhaps getting some funding for that project, uh, but talking to staff probably won't help. Are there any other items that we need to – well, there's always Pat's Creek, but is that now an Alberta Environment I, or ESRD item? It is an ESRD item other than Alberta Transportation is looking at a potential realignment as part of the bridge twinning project. So they are engaged in the whole thing. And we'd like to know where the bridge twinning's at. But we'd like to – but we can meet with staff, local staff, at any time. So uh, should it be that we'll call Bev Cote and ask her, can you get the minister there? The minister's there, we'll show up. Well, I think we can certainly, as, as Councillor Benke alluded to, we can indicate that we are able to meet with local staff as they are in Peace River, but we do... Uh, require an audience with the minister and see what they do for us. So is that your motion, Councillor Branke, to direct administration to contact Alberta Transportation with and suggest Request an audience with the minister? Yeah, that would be my recommendation. So all in favor of Councillor Branke's motion? Yes. Thanks for making that motion, Councillor Benke, even though you're not going to be there to lead the discussion. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Tanya Bell uh, would like to speak to Council regarding the Stars of Alberta Volunteer Awards. Your Worship, this is an annual um, volunteer award program through the Ministry of Culture, Alberta Culture. Um, they are requesting nominations in three different categories, youth, adult, and senior. There are two awards presented in each category. It's a tough award to get into. Um, we in the past have presented a number of very high-quality applicants, I would like to say, um, and so far... Haven't gotten, yeah, <laughs> haven't received a positive response. Um, administration would recommend to council that we, uh, that you accept this report for information and we proceed with promoting the uh, program to the community and encourage community members, especially nonprofit organizations, to submit their applications of individuals that uh, they're well versed with to the program. So you're going to put the monkey on the back of the organizations? 
That is one way to look at it, yes. I'd agree with that. Yeah, because what happens is we, well, the deadline is September 15th, so. It's pretty quick. That's the other issue with the program is the uh, deadlines are pretty short. And the application process is actually quite detailed. You do need um, the applicant's agreement and quite a history of uh, their contributions to the community, which typically the agencies that they work with are the ones that have that detailed information that can provide an application that is well-written and well-versed around that information. Okay. Um, um, so what kind of motion are you looking for? Just accept this as information? Or yes, that absolutely. Or you can direct administration to proceed with promotions, which we would do anyways. But if that's the specific action you would like okay. us to um, proceed with, absolutely. Or any other action as chosen by council. This looks like this is one that's in your bailiwick, Mr. Kessler. Court. So, a, so moved. A, a motion to direct administration to uh, well, to community to uh, promote to promote uh, the uh, Al Stars of Alberta Volunteer Awards. Okay. So, all in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Uh, we have a request for, for sponsorship, and Mr. Bunn is going to lead the discussion on this. Well, that's what it says at the top. <laughs> Presenter, <laughs> Kelly <Kelly> Bunn. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, is there a four in there somewhere? <laughs> Sorry. I'd, I'd move on to the next one already. Cause <laughs> so, yeah, with the chamber uh, hosts... Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. It took me a minute here. Um, so uh, what we're obviously recommending is uh, is that the town, that there is positive exposure for, for this group and that we recommend that we support a donation for, uh, for a door prize support the golf tournament and recommend a donation for the door prize as well as obviously if anybody is available to attend the tournament I'm sure they would appreciate that so the Chamber of Commerce is let's see if I understand this Chamber of Commerce is hosting a golf tournament and the proceedings of this golf tournament will go to the Outreach Education Council correct okay and they w they're participating by having a or doing a draw a door prize draw okay so the request is for uh, $250 sponsorship Correct. and a hundred dollars for the door prize or the the whole sponsorship is 250 or a prize for a hundred dollars so 
in, in any event, however, whatever level of sponsorship that council deems they would be prepared to go to, I don't think in the past we typically have done a whole sponsorship. We have on occasion, I don't think it's been a routine, but on occasion we have done a, a gift sponsorship. So, someone going to make a motion on this? I would make a motion, Your Worship, to accept the recommendation of administration. Um, now, there doesn't seem to be clear direction, so I would put it out there that we would provide um, not necessarily a whole sponsorship, but a prize in the value of that 250 So maybe it's um, a framed artwork that they can use as a door prize or as a draw. Okay, so and then I'm guessing then we still need something for outreach as a door prize? Or does that cover off both? That covers it. That covers it? Okay. If you're going to donate the $250, why wouldn't you do it as a whole sponsorship? I guess I was thinking if they did like a 50-50, they might be able to make more than $250 off of it. Like if they did it as a... Who knows how they're going to do yeah. it. I was thinking if, if at least if you're sponsoring a hole, your name will be at that hole and you get some, whether that matters. <laughs> okay, so the motion is to do, donate a 200, uh, a door prize uh, with a value of approximately $250. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? Yes. Uh, okay, passed unanimously. Okay. Um, it's going to get organized here. So we have uh, an email that from. Denise Fortier of the Peace River School Division, and they are requesting. I didn't quite understand this. I'm um, so. Are we? Oh, I'm. I'm a little further down here. So, are we? Are they requesting a consultation event with us on October the twenty second, or is the idea that we? Ask them for a to come to come see us at the next council meeting to discuss the issue of bugs. It's actually a little bit of a combination of both. We we had asked them as a result of uh, a council motion to attend a meeting in September to provide an update. So in response to that, they got back and they said, "Well, we can do that, but we're having this." Uh, this public information session in October. So if you want, we could wait till October and you guys could come to that session. So it's a, a little bit of a combination of, of both of those things. I, I'm not totally sure how, how council intends on dealing with it, but I would think that that session is not going to allow for... Uh, an opportunity for council to fully dialogue and state your position. Mm -hmm. It appears to be, and I asked them the question, but it appears that it's going to be more of an open house type of a uh, scenario as opposed to a, um, 
you know, a question and answer session. I'm also of the mind that uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer should be at what, in whatever way we do this, Deputy Mayor Manzer, with her background in education, would be valuable to have her in attendance and she's off on holidays for the next five weeks or so. But she comes back the last week of September, so. Maybe the first meeting in October could we request? Or, the, or even the last meeting in. Well, so, so. we've got. Do, oh, we do have the 29th, don't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 I won't be here. Are you at the first in October? Uh, I should be here at the first one in October. Yeah. Maybe that's a better one. Yeah. That would be my vote to see if they can come on October 6th because I think it's important that both of you are here. Well, we should have the Peace River School Division reps, Councillor Needham and Deputy Mayor Manzer, leading the charge. <laughs> and and what charge are we leading here? <laughs> uh, October, October the 6th works for me. Uh, I mean, in terms of developing opposition with respect to... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that would well, probably... And it also give us some time to uh, yeah. develop our position... It, um, it certainly, well, I, I, I guess we don't, we know what the proposal is. I guess we need to find out whether or not it's actually going to go ahead. And I, I guess. Um, but we, uh, but part of their consultation pro process is to. Talk to us. Find, find, to find reasons for and against. Right. 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 And there's, there's, and, and certainly when we put on our downtown redevelopment hats and, and we talk about putting people downtown and yeah. trying to secure the future of the downtown. This item certainly fits into that, so uh, we, we should uh, we should state our opinion, that's for sure. Yeah, I see someone in town staff cut out the downtown revitalization item and stuck it right in there. <laughs> I see you've already got your uh, speech half made, so good work. Okay. So uh, um, I think I heard from Councillor Bakey, a motion to direct administration to arrange for a meeting with Peace River School Division at the October 6th meeting, regular meeting of the council? Yes, you did. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Bakey's motion? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> there is uh, an item here. Together we can make a difference. World Cerebral Palsy Day, October 1st, 2014. And they're requesting that the proclamation be made within the first two weeks of October. Could we make it in the first week of September? For October the 1st? <laughs> well, what it, what it is is I get a piece of paper and I sign it. And we, we can pass a motion out to proclaim that specific period, and then, and then it's done and, and we advertise it as such. Okay. So um, <clears throat> would someone like to make a motion to uh, declare October the 1st, 2014 as World Cerebral Palsy Day in the town of Peace River? Yeah. 
Councilor I think Ford. that motion. Oh, Councilor Ford beat you to that, Councilor Burke. What's that? Uh, Councilor Ford beat you to the punch there. Oh, okay, all right. I'll try to be quicker next time. Okay. All in favor of Councilor Ford's motion? Yes. Passed. We have the next one. <coughs> we, yeah, we have now, uh, let's so you can go from a day to a month here. So oh, what a deal. September is Muscular Dystrophy Awareness Month across Canada. And uh, I'm sure that uh, Maxime Anderson of the uh, Muscular Dystrophy Association would appreciate you proclaiming, making a motion to proclaim uh, September 2014 uh in the town of Peace River, the uh, Mus Muscular Dystrophy Awareness Month. I would make that full issue, Your Worship. All in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? Passed. Yeah. And then there's an invitation uh, <coughs> um, from Municipal Municipal Affairs uh, regarding, uh, it's an invitation to attend the Floodway Development Regulation Stakeholders Symposium. <laughs> so try saying that quickly ten times. So uh, I'm assuming that, yeah, so this is going to be held in Red Deer. Red Deer. Well, aren't there a number of meetings? There's some, one in Calgary, one in Edmonton, Drumheller, High River, Canmore. Or am I? No, no okay, just in Red Deer, okay. Yeah, people who have been on this committee. Oh, okay. So how many, uh, how many people should we send uh, Mr. Bund? I would think anybody that's available should attend. It is a big issue for Peace Server. I have booked it into my calendar now. And uh, so I think anybody that is available. Wow. Uh, Your Worship, I would uh, like to put it in my calendar and attend. Great. Uh, who, anybody else uh, planning on attending? September 12th. Red Deer. Logistically, that's pretty tough. I mean, to get down there. Is that do you plan on heading down one day, Kelly, or probably Thursday night, and then back afterwards? Or I don't know if I'll come back right after. Or... I'll have to think on that a bit. Okay. Uh, um, how about you, Mr. Burr? Where are you going to be on September twelfth? I unfortunately committed to cover off from my boss when he's away on vacation that week. So if I'd known about this earlier, I probably wouldn't have told him I couldn't do that on the Friday. But well, can you make a command decision now that you're the boss and just uh, <laughs> delegate? Government doesn't work that way. I will try to talk to him to see if I can work something out to, to be away that day. So how? how so uh, seeing that we want to get as many people as possible, I'm assuming Mr. Ford, you won't be able to make it. So uh, why, why don't we just have a motion from somebody to enable uh, council to attend the, uh, the, the 
the Floodway Development Re Regulation Stakeholders Symposium in Red Deer on September 12th. So I'm going to make that motion. Mr. Needham. Your Worship, I can put a motion on the floor that enables uh, council members to attend the Floodway uh, Development Stakeholder Symposium in Red Deer on September 12th. All in favor? Yes. Does the town have a position on that? I think, you know, not having a detailed discussion, we probably aren't all in sync on that topic anyhow, are we? I, I, I think uh, because we haven't been a part of the discussion at, at this point, it's to go down and, and see what they're putting out uh, with respect to the consultation process and, and then maybe make a submission after once we have the information. So you see that, attending that as an information uh, area to get information, come back, and then have a discussion, then provide comments back? I think so. Uh, we weren't really even aware this was happening. They, uh, I, I found out after the fact, actually, that uh, it was when we were meeting with the Minister of Transportation that they had their first meeting, and they actually gave us two days' notice, but they never really explained what it was about. And they had a meeting in Lethbridge. And uh, I think we were an afterthought because they kind of phoned and said, oh, you guys should be here. <clears throat> so we said, no, but we want to be engaged in the rest of the process, and this is now the next notification that we've had. So we, we really haven't. But as I understand, those, those communities that are listed there have had, I think, three meetings. They were kind of, uh, I guess, a task force or a steering committee. And they've had three meetings, and now they're presenting the results of what they have discussed. So I think at, at this point it brings us up to speed and, and we decide from there where we go. Is there any chance to get a hold of that uh, position paper before that next meeting, Kelly? I can ask. I don't know that they've released anything. I think they want to kind but of... Yeah, I know, but if we tell them where we want to be there as another community and we'd yeah. like to know where you guys are. Sure, I, I'll ask the question for sure. Thank you. They do ask for names by the 4th, so if, uh, if possible, those of you that aren't sure yet, if you can check and get back to Anna or myself, that'll be great. So um, the next time... It I'm says the position discussion paper is posted on the website. Okay. So um, the next item on the agenda is Citizens on Patrol. Basically, I've been in discussion with a number of people from our community that are interested in getting the uh, COP program either back into place or starting a, or starting a new committee. Um, I've also had uh, discussions with uh, Constable Holly Porterfield, who is also in support of this, and it's also on the next uh, RCMP Community Advisory Board meeting, and just looking for the support of Council to move forward with, to, to move forward with this, to go to to meetings and get this uh, program back underway. What would the town's commitment be to this arm? Um, ba basically, right now is just so that uh, I can attend these meetings with the uh, the interested parties and in trying to get this program up and uh, rolling. Uh, the pe or the some of the citizens want to get this going up and hopefully running by the end of October. 
just to confirm, the town did have this program running in 2004. It ran for two or three years, and then it kind of disappeared. I'm not really sure of, of what happened, why it went away, but it was active at one, one point in time. Um, Constable Holly Porterfield was going to look back into uh, back into those records. Um, basically, uh, with uh, council support, uh, what we'd like to do is move forward as far as call a meeting with the uh, with these uh, citizens that want to get this back up and running and actually see what they want to do or uh, what they legally can do as far as getting this uh, committee going again. I make a motion to support Oren to attend and um, set up meetings at least and then report back to council on what commitments the town would be expected to make in regards to the program. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Sajic's motion? Passed. Yeah. So we'll uh, take a quick break here uh, and then we'll come back and deal with uh, reports, councillor reports, information, and then go into in camera. Okay. Motion to go in camera. Okay, the clock has struck five. We'll call the uh, of the peace regular meeting of the Peace River Town Council for September the 2nd 2014 to order uh, that'll take us to the adoption of the agenda and there has been a request to add under new minutes an invitation uh, invitation to attend the floodway development regulation stakeholder symposium and I believe mr. Ford you have another uh, addition you'd like to add yes I'd like to add on the, uh, the citizens on patrol um, discussion okay we'll make that 817 under new business and I I take it that uh, Ms. Alexoff is trying to uh, hail Councillor Burr and Councillor uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer is on holidays. Are there any uh, deletions? Hello. Hello, Miss Councillor Burr. Hello, how are you doing? Good. Uh, we're in session and uh, we're just going over the, uh, the agenda. There's been uh, two topics added. Uh, the invitation to attend the Floodway Development Regulation Stakeholder Symposium and and that, that's 8.16 and 
1.17 is uh, the Citizens on Patrol program. And that addition was made by Councillor Ford. Uh, I'm just asking for deletions. If there's any items that people feel that need to be deleted from the agenda to make it more succinct and brief. Not hearing any. I'll entertain a motion to accept the agenda as amended. Mr. Needham, you're making that motion? I'm making uh, the motion to accept the agenda as amended, Your Worship. All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion passed. Was that an A on your part or yeah, was that an A? Okay. So uh, you, pe people should have in front of them the minutes of the August 11th, 2014 regular meeting of council, which was the last time we met. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that people have read through it and have scrutinized it. Uh, are there any changes that need to be made, corrections, deletions? Councillor Sajak. Do you, do you have that, uh, Ms. Alexa? Yes, thank okay. you. Um, so any other uh, amendments that need to be made? So uh, I'll take a motion to accept the me meeting minutes of August the 11th as uh, as amended. Is Mr. Uh, Councillor Sawcheck, all in favor? Yes. Excellent. Okay, <clears throat> that should uh, take us then to uh, the public hearings, and we only have one public presentation, the Peace Library System. My name is Linda Duplessis, and I'm the director of Peace Library System, and I'm pleased to have Leslie Arjaski here uh, with me as the chair of your library board. Uh, I'm, uh, I try to meet with all councils the year after an election year, so that's uh, one of the main reasons I'm here, to provide a little bit of background for new councils, tell a little bit about our services, and review the funding structure and uh, finally, just make you aware of some recent Peace Library System decisions or planning for long-term sustainability. So I am hoping and presuming that you would have received ahead of time in your package a few pages of information. Is that correct? You do have that? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I also uh, have just uh, had passed out a couple of small things, just as supplemental. And the, I'm going to start with one of those, if you don't mind. Um, it's the... It's the one with a map on it. It's kind of folded in triplicate. And that's where I like to start with library systems if you're not familiar with them. Peace Library System was one of seven library systems in the province. 
The boundaries are established by the province under the Libraries Act, but within our boundaries, uh, we are governed by a board. There are 38 member municipalities within our boundaries, and they've decided to work together to offer library services. And uh, since 1986, this has actually been a very strong and cohesive partnership that has made a difference to 45 public libraries in, in our area. Now, we're hopeful in the future the fine re five remaining eligible members will come on board, and they are Mackenzie County, the Village of Jeruville, and three Métis settlements right around High Prairie. Uh, we, we're continuing to work on them. As I mentioned, we're governed by a board of directors made up, and they're made up of municipal appointees. So in, in general, uh, Elaine Manzer would attend our meetings, and if she is unable to attend, then Colin Needham is her alternate. Now, I've been asked why you need a library system when you have perfectly good libraries in the region. And libraries such as the Peace River Library offer a tremendous amount of good local services and do an excellent job. Um, the membership in a library system just allows your library and the others as well to do more because it connects the libraries together and allows them to do more than they could if they were just standing as a, uh, sitting as a standalone building isolated. Uh, that's particularly true for places like Rainbow Lake and Calling Lake. Peace River is a little bit more central but it does connect libraries together. It also connects them to the other libraries in the province. And in this day and age, that's a really important thing. So the chart I provided in your package and the green brochure uh, give a little bit of overview of the services, and I'm just going to come to them in a minute. Some of our services go right to the library, and you don't even see them. They happen behind the scenes. We may be training the libraries. We may be delivering new books. The, the patrons don't really see that. But there are more increasingly more services that happen to, uh, that are uh, accessed directly by patrons. A lot of new digital services. So the one I just wanted to highlight tonight is uh, on a little bookmark that I provided in what was just handed out today. It's a product called Zinio, and it's uh, a way to sign up online for digital magazines. At the moment, we have 51 magazines available for you. Uh, and for all patrons across the region, things like no Newsweek and National Geographic, Family Handyman, Reader's Digest, those kind of things. And um, the province has also decided it would like to uh, fund this particular resource. So in October, there's going to be about 100 more magazines added to what the 50 that we've been able to provide to, our res to the residents here. So that's a great thing if you like to look at news, uh, magazines online. If you like to look at newspapers online, there's another uh, service we put in place last year called Press Display, and that's been really well received by people from other countries who can read newspapers in their own language. Maybe you can speak to that a little more about how it works. I'm getting a little tired of subscribing $20 every <laughs> to every newspaper that I this from the sun to the... New York Times. So sure. how do I? Uh, well, how, do, how does someone sign up for that? It's it's actually pretty it easy. If you go onto your library's website, there's a banner that revolves, and when you come to Zinio, you can just click on it, or you can go to Press Display, which is the newspaper one, um, and it'll it'll carry you through to sign up for 
for the products. There's no charge as long as you have a library membership. It is a service through your library to your patrons. They won't even actually know it's through PC. But I have to be in the library to read it. No, you can be anywhere. You can read it on your tablet, on your phone if you really wanted to, on your computer. Um, you could be reading it during a council meeting. <laughs> um, I'm only kidding. Uh, but really, no, it's accessible anywhere uh, on, on some sort of device that you might have. And not everybody likes to read digital newspapers or magazines, but some people really like it, and it, is, it you know, has made a difference. So if you just want to go to your library website, click on the product you think you might want to try out, and it'll give you the steps. If you run into trouble, your library staff has been trained to do that. We offer webinars for libraries on any of the new products that come up. So is the Peace River Record Gazette part of that newsstand service? No, it's not, I'm afraid. I'm afraid <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's more the uh, provincial and national and international magazines. But who knows what will happen down the road, right? Um, so just wanted to let you know about that. Thank you for your question. Want to know you to know about a couple of the new things that are happening, and those are the things that patrons do, do on their own and don't even need to come into the library as long as they do have a library card. So funding, how does it work? I'm going to talk about that first and then actually use one of the charts and graphs that I sent ahead of time to talk about the services. Public libraries and library systems are actually considered to be municipal services, and that's why we fit under Alberta Municipal Affairs. So in 2014, the those 38 municipalities that are members of uh, Peace Library System will contribute 58% of the funds we need to operate, and the province will con contribute one-third. And that's about the same proportion for all, the libraries, the, all seven library systems in the province. Roughly 55 to 60% from municipalities, about 33% from, from the province. The rest comes through some miscellaneous grants and revenue. So the, the fee for the municipalities is 550 per capita. We take those funds and pool them to offer the services. It would include the things like Zinio that I've mentioned, but it's going to include a, a number of other services that I outlined in, in what I sent ahead of time and we'll talk about in just a minute. So in your case, the town of Peace River will actually contribute about $37,000 in 2014 to library system services on behalf of your residents. Um, your library board will contribute a further, just about, just over $18,000. That goes into an ordering account for your library staff to order from and is not uh, kept by Peace Library System for services. It's simply uh, uh, an ordering account. Uh, account for them. When you contribute funds to your library locally, they get an operating grant, and, uh, and that's, that's excellent news. They already get, a, they get an op operating grant of, uh, of $34,000. When you contribute to the Peace Library System, we also get an operating grant of about 31000 So when you put all that together, we're getting the maximum funding in this region for your population. And that means we can offer more library services. Um, I thought council might be interested on how the money was spent, and that's why I included ahead of time a little chart and a little graph uh, about the how the funds are spent, how, what our expenditures are. In general, well, we have a budget of about two and a half million, and about eighty percent of all the expenditures are related to or slightly indirectly related to services for libraries or residents. About 20% uh, 
relates to headquarters operations and board activities. So um, that means that just there's very little that doesn't go directly back to the libraries or back to the residents. Do you have yours in color or do I have to use? Uh, it's in color. That makes my life so much easier. Thank you. You can see that almost half of our expenditures relate to library collections, and that's really important for libraries. Digital is increasingly important, but people still want books, they still want DVDs, they still want uh, those kinds of things in their library collection. So about 50% of what we, of our expenditures and about half of our staff relate to doing that for our 45 libraries. You can see that uh, there's a, a little section there, the, the smallest section of about 5% is called transfer payments. And that just relates to some funds we get in for libraries because in fact we act as the library board for a few municipalities, including for example the County of Northern Lights and Northern Sunrise County. We get their operating grants in and we send them back out. So those don't, that doesn't really affect anything directly. But the other areas are, are key services that we offer. Besides library collections, there's automation and IT support. When I started at Peace Library System 20 years ago, this was actually a really small part of what we did, and now it's a huge part of what we do. Maybe not in terms of percentage of expenditures, but in terms of, of what we do for libraries. The libraries are automated on the same software, so whichever one you go into, they, they have the same software. That's why they're connected. We provide support for that software, circulation software, for their computers, their wireless equipment, their supernet equipment. We provide internet services and website support. And all this happens by calling somebody at Grand Prairie. Uh, unlike some services we all have at home where we sometimes end up talking to somebody a long distance away who doesn't really understand our situation. This is much more uh, cost-effective, just like uh, working together to build library collections is cost-effective. And it also, in this case, helps libraries to keep up with current technology. Another key area is consultation and training. And, uh, you know, our library people need someone to call when they have a question, and they call us. They can call any one of us. Uh, we have consultants assigned to them directly to help with specific questions, but we are all available to help. Uh, there is, are many, many training opportunities, uh, including an exceptional conference coming up here in a couple of weeks. But I must say that what we've done this year is focus on training. We've done far more web-type training, webinar-type training. That has been wonderful for the libraries because they don't have to travel to, to find out about some of the new things. Again, libraries aren't alone. Uh, they, aren't, uh, they have someone to call, and they can keep up with things. And last but not least, in terms of key service areas, is really resource sharing. And I, I, I mean, really, it's silly. Libraries were created to share. That's why libraries started. And they do share. In 2013, our member libraries lent 203,000 items to other libraries. And your library is a strong contributor to that. You have a good collection uh, and a large collection relative to many of the libraries in our region. Our people in our area borrowed 169,000 items from other libraries. That's also a good thing. It meant the Peace River Library or any of our libraries don't have to have it all. They can get it from somewhere else. They can get it from Strathmore. They, could, uh, they can get it from uh, Cold Lake. It's all across the province. Those, those items are available. And patrons are also looking for more and more electronic resources. So we've been building these up over the last few years as well. 
Um, in about the last five years, along with three other library systems we partner with, we've put in $500,000 worth of ebooks, and we still can't keep up with the demand from people who want to read ebooks. We're, we're doing our, our very best. But generally speaking, it means that uh, people can get what they want, whether it's a, a hardcover book, softcover book, digital version of the book, a movie, or whatever. They could get it through their library, uh, whether the library has it in stock or not, because it, is, it can be got from somewhere. So I guess what I'm trying to say um, as a member of the Peace Library System, uh, when you send your funds in every year, uh, you can be assured that your libraries and your residents are getting good value in return for, for what you send in. So I'm just going to stop for a minute, if that's all right, because the next part kind of switches gears, and just see if there are any other questions uh, about the services that I've just uh, described. Well, we'll give the first question to Councillor Neum, because I'm sure he's the largest... <laughs> Reader of those ebooks. <laughs> well, your, your worship, I'm, 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 if Michael Conley's available in an ebook, I've likely read it. I would, uh, I, uh, yes, I am. What uh, about those Louis L'Amour ones? Well, I'm, I'm working on those as well. But, uh, well, great, Linda. It's uh, you've. Uh, I'm certainly a library user, and uh, mm -hmm. um, I think locally, uh, you know, we certainly see lots of activity down in the library. So I, I, I don't know if I've got a a specific request uh, related to this other than that if people want to uh, use the uh, the e-reader did you call it a press reader or it's a it's a service well, called no, press I, display pre, yeah so display. i've got it on my surface it's it's press reader but i i, I use it quite regularly so if uh, mm -hmm. council members want to sign up you get your 14 digit barcode and plunk it in and uh, the adobe reader comes up and you can just toggle through it and you can read the classified ads in the Edmonton Journal if you want uh, for free. So it's a it's a it's a great uh, service that the library system has has provided. And uh, and just as a, a side note, uh, in the library uh, the evenings that I'm down there uh, been big attraction to a number of new members in the community uh, from different parts of Canada and mm -hmm. different cultural groups. And uh, so I, I see the library as a as a Real is a, is a growing asset and certainly being used uh, uh, more and more. But I, I guess the question, Linda, would be uh, this is kind of a carryover from before the idea of using a library card uh, connecting with universities. I know we've talked about mm -hmm. this. Um, that's not on right now. If, if you were to visit the a university, you could use your card, but you couldn't book it out. Is that? Yes, you can, you can still borrow. You can actually go in, you can take your library card and borrow from the University of Alberta or a college if you would like to because we're also a member of the Alberta Library, which is a, a big consortium of public and college and university libraries. And similarly, a U of A student could bring their card in and borrow from the Peace River Library. So that's certainly possible. And you can go online and borrow from those places as well on a, in a... On online called Tal Online, so you can see what the University of Alberta has, and you can have it sent to you through your library and pick it up here. Yeah, but you want to make sure you renew it on time, Colin. Otherwise, those <laughs> universities will hold back your transcript marks. <laughs> I've been working on that for several years, <laughs> and their fines aren't cheap. I can tell you that from personal experience. Okay, 
No, we're very connected uh, within public library world and then to the uh, universities and colleges as well. And it, it makes Alberta, uh, people have stood up and took notice about how things are in Alberta and how connected we are. Are there any other questions? Should I carry on? Yes. Mine's, not, mine's not really a question. It's more of a comment because while you were speaking there, I actually went, went to the website. Uh, very user-friendly. I was totally not aware of... Uh, of the programming that's on there, and I know a lot of people that would use it. It's a matter of getting the word out there. Yeah, he was reading those newsstand magazines while the council <laughs> meeting was going on. Well, thank you for doing that. I've had that happen at one other council meeting, and it just goes to show it. it's pretty easy, isn't it? And, and, uh, and it's always true. We need to get the word out. People just don't know, and yet libraries tell. They, they make people aware, but somehow we just have to get the word out. Thank you for doing, doing a show and tell there. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe I'll carry on then. I, um, I also have uh, been bringing out the message uh, about uh, Peace Library System's long-range planning as we were looking at things, uh, looking at our services, uh, trying to plan ahead. Uh, the board really uh, could not decide if we had to cut anything to make ends meet, what could we cut? And we actually run a pretty lean operation uh, we have the fewest number of employees of any of the other library systems except for the tiny, tiny one way down in the southeast corner there, which only has 12 libraries. We have kept things as, as, uh, as clean as we can, as lean as we can. But the board discussed the fact that to keep our services going, by about 2016, uh, things, were, things were going to get very, very tight. We do have a balanced budget now, but looking ahead... The board also discussed the fact that our small capital reserves, and I'm, uh, it's just under $300,000, will be depleted as well um, by 2018 without adding some funds. And, uh, and that's just things like buying vehicles to come out to the libraries and, and the IT infrastructure that we have to support the libraries, those kinds of things. So based on those challenges, uh, the board came up with a three-pronged approach to kind of deal with it, and the first was lobbying. Lots of lobbying with the provincial government, though it's been a little tricky because the Minister of Municipal Affairs keeps changing over the last several months. Um, but our board chair has spoken to the minister. We have written a letter to the minister. About 20 municipalities and library boards also received our, uh, 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 when they received our call to action, they wrote the minister as well. We don't know what the result of that will be because we know that there's going to be a new premier, we know that things are going to get shuffled, but they wanted to make a statement now that libraries are in need of more provincial funding. Yes, it's a municipal service, but it also fulfills a lot of uh, provincial uh, goals as well through, through the libraries. So that was our, one of our key things, is just getting the word out to the minister. Um, the second part was that uh, of the funds that the library boards send in, we would kind of divert about 50 cents per capita of that to pay for some of these digital collections, the, the regional collections that everybody uses. Um, and that's going to be a great help if, if every library can contribute a little bit to the digital collections and the, the electronic databases and downloadable audiobooks and all those things we've been making available. And we would plan to start that in 2015. And we determined that it's not going to be a hardship for most libraries. And, of course, Leslie, you, you're welcome to speak on behalf of Peace River if you'd like. But most libraries don't spend all their funds that they have for ordering every year. 
So it seemed to make sense to take a little bit and put it towards something everybody in the region was going to use. Do you want to make any comments on that, Leslie, at this point? We are at this point well funded by our town council. Yes. And we have written to advocate for more provincial funding because that's been flat for many years. That's right. Yes. And those areas of growth, of course, in particular, are finding it more and more, more and more difficult. And uh, lastly, we sent um, a letter out to every municipality asking them to consider an increase in municipal fees for 2016, 2017, and 2018. Uh, that can't happen unless two-thirds of our municipal members are in agreement. So it's, it was sent out for deliberation by councils and then a response back to the Peace Library system and then the board will have to take it uh, once the responses come in. Uh, we'll, we'll go from there. So those, that's our three-pronged approach. Um, I, I would lastly uh, like to uh, thank you for your support. Leslie has spoken about your local support. You do support your library well. Thank you for your commitment to Peace Library System as well. You've been a member since the beginning. As a matter of fact, I believe I joked at another council meeting here that our headquarters was almost in Peace River, but something happened and it ended up being in Grand Prairie. So we could have been, we could have been situated here. But basically, um, with everybody working together, we've got a really strong partnership here, and it makes a difference to the libraries. And I do thank you for the opportunity to be here this evening. I certainly am happy to... Uh, answer any questions you might have about our fund, our, uh, our sustainability strategy or anything else that has occurred to you. <clears throat> well, if you're looking to move to Peace River, we've got a couple of buildings for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, any, any other questions, comments? Oh. I've got one. Just a quick question. <clears throat> I think... Leslie might have addressed this the last time you were here, but Edmonton and Calgary are not, they're on their own, they're separate, they're not involved in the rest of the, like, can, does the same thing work with Edmonton and Calgary in terms of borrowing and lending? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, we're not, uh, we're not directly connected to Edmonton and Calgary in the same sense as we are connected to the libraries in our region because we're all on the same software. Edmonton and Calgary are on different software. However, Edmonton and Calgary are, are part of the Alberta library, big library system. Everybody really does collaborate and cooperate together. So you certainly can get Edmonton or Calgary materials uh, if you so choose. Okay. Maybe any comments from the gallery? Questions? Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. So that uh, takes us into uh, Section 4, Bylaws. And we have Bylaw 1949 up for second and third reading. And... Uh, Kate Churchill will speak to this matter. Thank you. 
All right, so the North Peace Housing Foundation submitted a request to the Town of Peace River to close 102nd Avenue, uh, which is west of 68th Street. Um, the road is currently undeveloped, and it actually splits two parcels of land that are owned by the North Peace Housing Foundation. Um, as well, its its current position is inconsistent with the anticipated development anticipated development plans. So, this was handed over to your paper. Okay, yeah, I have a copy of this. Thank you. Um, so, Section Twenty Two of the Municipal Government Act states that a municipality can enact a, a bylaw to close a road uh, with the approval of the Minister of Transportation. So the, the bylaw received first reading followed by a public hearing on July 7th and was then submitted to the Minister of Transportation um, where it received approval on August 6th and those are attached. Um, it also received another comment from Atco At Electric stating that they had no concerns. <clears throat> So um, the recommendations from planning is that council provide a second and third reading for bylaw 1949 um, in order to facilitate the North Peace Housing Foundation's anticipated development plans. And, and you would take third reading as well today? Yes. Any questions on this one? Uh, Your Worship, if I may, just to provide a little clarity for, uh, for council, um, even though it is a road closure, and, and we would uh, use that terminology, but uh, when the map was handed out and other drawings, I think some people raised issue about, well, there, there's still a road there, and perhaps uh, even though technically we're closing a road, the new plan does include a road. So uh, maybe we should have used the word uh, relocation for the sake of part of our audience, but technically it is a closure. So uh, as you're looking at a diagram uh, that was handed out, you'll see a road. Uh, the one that we're closing, if it were to be drawn on that, would split uh, what would be to the to the uh, south. So again, just a, a clarity uh, question. Uh, there still will be a road that will be joining 67th and 68th Street, but the one that the development officer is speaking to is uh, uh, in the original area structure plan. It needs to be closed. So I'm certainly willing to put a motion on the floor that. Uh, we accept uh, second reading of uh, 1949. Okay, so uh, we have a motion um, from Councillor Needham to for second reading on bylaw 1949. All in favor of uh, second reading? Yes. Great. And that it's past second reading. Do I hear a motion for third reading? You do, Your Worship. I would put a motion on the floor that we uh, have a third reading of 1940, or to proceed with a third reading of 1949. Uh, all in favor to proceed with third reading of uh, bylaw 1949. Yes. And so we proceed, and then we make a motion to uh, go to bylaw uh, to go to third reading. Correct. So, uh, am I? Can I? Look to you for a third reading, a uh, okay. motion for third reading. That's all you need. It's only individual three. The proceeding. Okay. So now that you have the first reading, second reading is fine. I thought the last motion was. Okay, just for clarity, maybe we should. Uh, so uh, we'll just vote again. So you've made a motion to to go for third reading on bylaw 1949. Correct. So all in favor? Yes. Okay, just to. Make sure that's clear. Okay, great.
Thank you. Thanks, Ms. Churchill. Uh, unfinished business. <clears throat> so there's uh, three items under uh, unfinished business. Um, we'll uh, hopefully we'll be able to go through that very quickly. The first one is nonprofit community organization property tax exemption, and uh, Ms. Bench will speak to that. So back in May of 2014, Council passed a motion directing administration to bring forward uh, additional information with regard to the nonprofit organization property tax exemptions. So what, what you have before you right now is uh, a summary of uh, the information we collected from the nonprofit organizations. We checked to make sure that each one of them was registered and in good standing as a nonprofit organization as well as um, receiving audited financial statements for all of them. So I guess I will entertain questions. So um, are there any questions on, on this, on these? Uh, uh, yes, you, Your Worship, I have some questions. So uh, if I, I, I don't see the attachments for the, uh, for the statements for council's review, but I presume they were um, provided to administration. Do you have or, them? Or that, 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 that's fine. I, I don't. Uh, I just for clarity, because I, I don't see them. So the the two groups that that did not provide financial records would be the Peace River Alliance Club and the Boxing Club, or the two that did not comply. So the uh, Lions Club did bring in their financial statements this afternoon for 2012. Apparently the 2013 are not completed yet. So the 2012 ones we did receive. And the Boxing Club, no, we have not received it from them. My understanding is they're in the process of moving and uh, they may not have received their mail. So this this is a list of all the nonprofits in town that are have a tax rule. No, this is a list of the nonprofit organizations that have applied for property tax exemptions under the regulation. Okay. I guess your worship, what I was allow me for jumping back in. I, I guess what I was driving at is would a review of the financial information. Uh, help counsel in making a decision whether or not they're in favor or opposed to this, and I guess... Um, so council has approved them for the 2014 property tax exemption. So the next one coming up, the deadline for the 2015 year is September 30th of this year. So for the exemption for 2015, we can provide this information to council, including the financial statements, to make their decision for the 2015 year. So are any of the, are these exemptions at the discretion of council or you have certain criteria and you meet these criteria, you are um, automatically uh, designated a uh, tax exempt nonprofit? So the nonprofit organizations have to apply 
and they have to meet certain criteria in order to be eligible for the exemption. But if they meet all the criteria, then council must give them that exemption. Right. And once council gives it, then the school requisitions are also forgiven by the province. Okay. Okay. And uh, now let's say there's there's a non-profit uh, tax-exempt society on, in here who whose monies essentially go to a, uh, um, a central a central organization and then are distributed that would as long as they applied and had the criteria we would we would have to accept them even though we don't think that they're putting money back in the community the regulation states that if they meet the criteria set out in the regulation then council must grant the exemption okay any other questions or queries on that and you're saying that the next application so this is an annual application the next one is September 30th is the due date and then we can ask them for further information at that they must provide by the end of November for the 2015 taxation year I guess you you can grant the exemption for, I believe, uh, three years. So this year they have to apply. Last year was, um, or the previous year, 20, 2013, it was granted for two years. Oh, okay. So this year they didn't have to apply. So for 2015 they have to reapply now. And then council can grant it either for one year or they can go for three years. And we can make that distinction based on each. We we don't we don't necessarily have to do them all as one, an omnibus uh, exemption like everyone. No, I don't can, believe you do. There are ones that we can give one year to, others we can give two years to, and I believe that's up to council's discretion. And if they don't make the application in time then technically they should not be uh, approved because the regulation says they must apply by that date. Right. And also they have to have their income statements in by a certain date, I take it. That's correct. And some of these haven't made that certain date? Not last year, no. Okay. Any other questions? So just to clarify, I, and, uh, you know, I, I guess when I look through this list, I, I look at the, the contributions that these clubs are making to the residents of Peace River, and from firsthand experience, I go through the list, and I can do a bit of a head nod or not a head nod, and that's likely due to my lack of knowledge in some cases. But uh, when I hear 2012, that's two years of stale data, and... Uh, I, I'm just curious what the status of that club is and what their activity is. And We uh, did uh, do a search on that one, and uh, we did find that it was reactivated in, just, I believe it was 2013. It seemed to have, um, just one second, I have that here.
going to be the last one. So just for clarity, I, we're, we're talking. I believe they they um, did not file their financial statements for a while, and it seems like they were reactivated. I believe it was either 2012 or 2013. That doesn't mean they didn't exist. It just, uh, for some reason, it was re there was a restart date in 2012, 2013. I can't remember the exact date. I guess just to, you know, we're talking the Lions campground uh, specifically in this example, I believe, are we not? Yes. So I, I, I guess I look at the activity that's occurred in that campground over the last couple of years with the amount of industrial development we've had in the area, and, and certainly the occupancy rate. Uh, if we were to go there tonight, I'm sure there's 30 or 40 units in there, so... My point being is, as I look through this list of nonprofit groups, that one sort of stands out as a as a revenue generator. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I guess really what I'm looking for is what are they doing with their money? Um, and if it's going back into the daycare society in Peace River, great. Uh, it's just not apparent to me uh, where their funds go. And as I go through that list, uh, I think many of these groups are cash-strapped. And they really, they just don't have the kind of cash that um, I perceive as coming out of the Lions campground. So I see a big revenue generator. I'm not, uh, I, I guess I'd just like some clarity as to uh, uh, where their revenue is going in the community. And if I knew that, I would certainly feel better about supporting a, a tax exemption. And, and I guess that applies to all of them. According to their 2012 financial statements, their donations were $10,847.50. It doesn't say where it was donated. It's just a general line. The um, date of last status change for the Lions Club was uh, August 28, 2013. The registration date is 1990, January 16th. So it's a revival restoration date, and I don't, I'm not quite certain what that means. I just, I have one question, and just, I think I'm getting a little bit lost here. It's not really at our discretion whether or not we give it to them. It's if they meet it, we're required to give it to them, whether they donate back to the community or not. That's one of the requirements. Is that they give back to the community? that their money is not used for salaries um, or it has to be used for a nonprofit, either to keep them running or to um, donate back to the, as a benevolent um, contribution back to the community. So the sports club wouldn't have that requirement. They would use it to operate, basically, and... I guess the Lions Club would be the same. They, as long as the money is used to reinvest back into their operation and is not... Well, no, no, I understand the whole premise behind the, not, the not-for-profit, which, but I guess what I'm saying is, is that we can't really say that they're exempt or not based on whether or not they give money back to the community. If they meet the requirements, then theoretically they get the exemption. That's correct. correct. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, probably a motion to accept for information would be appropriate. Nobody stepped. Oh, Councillor Councillor Burr, you're off the hook. <laughs> Councillor Benke stepped up. Uh, all in favor of Councillor Benke's uh, motion to accept uh, the presentation as information. One on. one more quick question, um, Renee. When do we have to make our decision on this? Then when's our deadline? For making the decision. Yeah. Um, For 2015. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, looks like Kate Churchill's up again for the uh, proposed subdivision at Citadel Park Development LTD. Right. So, um, Citadel Park Development Limited um, applied for the subdivision of three bare land condo units from um, a subject land that was uh, subdivided in March 3rd, 2014, or was applied for subdivision, uh, created a 1.65-acre parcel plus a road, 89th Street. Um, and their registration with land titles is pending um, conditions that were set by the subdivision authority, um, which included a development agreement. Um, so this application is to create three bare land condo units from that original parcel. Um, and it's consistent with the approved ASP. Um, and registration with land titles will be uh, dependent on the original parcel's um, rec registration. Um, it will be used for a residential use of four eight-unit apartment-style mod uh, modular condominiums. Um, and the recommendation is that um, the town of Peace River have no concerns regarding the proposed subdivision. Any questions? So why, why would we have no concerns? Um, it's a, the subdivision authority um, recognizes it as the next, um, the next step in stage one of the Citadel Park Area Structure Plan, um, creating these bare land condo units, which will enable them to um, create residential development uh, of the type that they want. Okay. Sounds like Councillor Burr has a question. Do you have a question, Councillor Burr? No? Okay. I believe so. Yeah, I I don't have the best understanding of bare land condominium subdivision, um, but that is my understanding of it. Okay. Your worship, I'm sorry. I th I thought that the phase, the further phases in this development were for single family homes. Has there been a change? This is stage one, and there's four stages. So the other stages have have different types of development. So this is just the breaking apart of one That's parcel right. of the land. Okay, that makes way more sense. Yeah, and, I, and I think you've hit, there is confusion because it originally said phase one, yeah. and, and this is now 
also talking phase one. Yeah. So the terminologies are a little bit confusing. Okay. And that's why we're referring to it as a stage. So this is the initial four eightplexes that they were talking about, but it's all still, they still have their single family. Just because when I see bare land, I'm thinking then they've converted their single family to a condo, a bare land condo development. No, this is is the first parcel that council approved for the condominium development. Okay. Any further questions or comments? Hearing none, um, you are looking for a, uh, a motion, Ms. Churchill, that uh, basically says that um, Town of Peace River has no concerns regarding this proposed subdivision. Is that correct? That's correct. So who's going to make that motion? I'll make that motion, Your Worship. Okay. Uh, so all in favor of Councillor Burr's motion to uh, to uh, state that the town of Peace River has no concerns regarding this particular proposed subdivision. Well, that's passed. All right. And uh, we can move on to the next item. So... Um, So the next uh, agenda item is the Peace Regional Pool, the Air Handling Unit Project Funding Update. Uh, and uh, this report is just to update Town Council on the current status of funding for the Peace Regional Air Pool Air Handling Unit Project, which uh, Ms. Bell will, uh, Director Bell will uh, lead the discussion. Sure. Thank you, Your Worship. Um, as requested by Council, there had been uh, a request to provide an update of where we're at in terms of our funding for this project. Um, and I'm pleased to inform you we have a capital grant opportunity, which wasn't uh, available to us when we started the project. Through the new, and hopefully I'll get this correct, um, Alberta Community... Thank you. I'm calling them the Regional Collaboration Grant mixed in together, but the new ACP program, which used to be the Regional Collaboration Grant program, um, is now incorporating a capital component. So we had originally applied for $100,000 for the engineering um, side of this project, which we anticipated a total $915,000 project. We can now apply or expand our existing application to request an additional 250000 to go towards the capital uh, component of the overall project. Um, in addition to that, we submitted a request to our municipal partners within the immediate region. Um, the responding uh, municipalities informed us through the County of Northern Lights that they will contribute $200,000 in 2015. The MD of Peace was $50,000 also in 2015. And Northern Sunrise County has indicated the Joint Capital Fund is where they would like to focus their energies once a finalized number of what potentially could be the project shortfall in terms of its funding, um, what we would need to look at for that, that option. Um, so overall, we're looking at about $215,000 
as being the ask at some point to go towards the, the request to Northern Sunrise County. At this point, well, a hundred, about approximately a hundred thousand dollars from Northern Sunrise County, and the town would match in that regard. But at this point, we're not making a recommendation to make that ask of the county for the through the joint capital fund, as we need to confirm that we will receive an additional two hundred fifty thousand for the capital through the new requirements in the ACP grant. So I'm, I'm a bit puzzled why we would put $100,000 of MSI funding in there because when we access a joint capital account, we, we'd be basically accessing our monies as well. That's correct. It, this is how it was set in and passed in the capital budget was 100000 from MSI. And I guess council, in terms of their decision making in the next budget, could make some adjustments to that capital budget for 2015. No, I think that hundred thousand was was uh, basically a stopgap to cover engineering costs. But for the, the short idea term, was, possibly, yeah. yeah. But the idea was, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll we'll see what the other communities uh, contribute. And uh, Northern Sunrise said they'd take it out of the joint capital count, so Correct. we would probably take our portion out of there as well. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this report is providing an update to and also request to council that uh, we enhance our application to the, oh, I used the regional collaboration program, which was the original application name at the time it was submitted. Uh, it would be now the Alberta Community Partnership for the additional $250,000 towards the capital construction. 250 or 350? 250, we have already submitted for 100,000 and the maximum amount we can apply for is 300,000. Okay, that clarifies it. 350,000, sorry. That's per project? Per project and the Town of Peace River is only allowed two applications a year and this counts as one tip that was provided with chatting with the uh, grant okay. advisors. So we can still apply for another grant? A an additional project could apply under the same uh, grant, yes. For up to 350 as well? That's correct. Maximum? Don't worry, I have some ideas. I can see your wheels spinning <laughs> away there, Councillor. So I think we all have some ideas I'm that we'll have to discuss during budget So what, what are you looking for today? Uh, just a motion in regards to the enhancement of our application. Um, we're not 100% certain that we require it for the grant application, but it'd be a good idea to have it on the books, and then we can always refer to it if the um, granting agency is requiring it. Okay. So, Councillor Burr, you're a bit of a pool rat. Do you want to make that motion? Sure, I'll do that. The, the uh, administration be directed to make the application under the or the regional community grant uh, for the additional ten or fifty thousand dollars towards the capital cost of the pool handling upgrade. Yeah, the Alberta Community, community Partnership, Partnership Grant Program. That's correct. My mistake. So all in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? Passed. Thank you. Yep. Uh, we are now in um, 
business? Yeah. So do people want to take a break here or uh, power through new business? And new business is 16 items, and it's 6 o'clock right now. Only 6 o'clock. Carry on? Okay. So under new business, item uh, 8.1 is a property tax penalty waiver request. I uh, believe everyone's read this. Uh, we'll have Director Bench perhaps speak to, uh, uh, to this matter. I, I take it a letter has been received from a ratepayer requesting that penalties on, uh, on his or her tax roll be waived. That's correct. And they have a letter pleading their case. That's correct. They uh, state that they put the uh, envelope in the mail at the post office on Sunday, June 29th, I believe, and that it was uh, sent to Edmonton and was not postmarked until July 2nd. So under the uh, Municipal Government Act, Section 341 states a, um, a tax payment that is sent by mail to a municipality is deemed to have been received by the municipality on the date of the postmark stamped on the envelope. So basically we have to go by the postmark that's on the envelope stating that it was July 2nd, which is late, which would in turn um, cause penalties to be applied to that property tax account. Anybody have uh, questions of Director Bench? I tell, uh, Renee, I just wanted, uh, according to calculations, it's got penalties for August and September, but we received it, even if, if we conclude it was late in July, why the penalties for August and September? Because the penalties were not paid at that point, so there's still an outstanding amount on the tax roll account. So what happens is that... Um, under the MGA, all payments received are applied to penalties first. So the payment that was received would go towards the penalties. So this is penalties on the penalty because it's still deemed outstanding amount on the taxes. Okay. Okay. So they sent a check in and we got it July something and didn't cash it because it was late? No, no, we did not receive it until July 8th. It okay. was postmarked July 2nd. Right. So the taxes are due on June 30th. Yes. So unless the envelope is postmarked June 30th, they're deemed to be late. And Re Renee, can we confirm that, in fact, the mail mailing piece server is not, like I, I would have assumed that if I stuck it in the mailbox June 29th or June 30th, it would be postmarked that day, if we confirm that the post I, office ships everything to Edmonton and then it's postmarked there? I did call the post office and they did confirm that uh, if something is mailed here, they don't necessarily postmark it anymore unless you request it. So if it was taken in on June 30th and they requested it to be stamped, then they would stamp it. Otherwise, it goes to Edmonton to be stamped. So this sounds like this is an honest mistake then, or it's just a quirk in the system. 
the town does have, uh, have other options to pay. The town office was still open on June 30th, and there is a drop box at the side of the uh, building as well. So there were other options. I believe, but, uh, Your uh, Worship, that you can also pay your taxes electronically as well. So there's three options for payment. Um, I think June 30th is the due date for taxes has been the date for ever since stone tablets and chisels were invented. So it's been years and years and years. So there's, there should be no surprise when your taxes are due. Um, I think the policy decision at my level would be to stand on, or, or the decision for me would be to stand on policy. Uh, taxes are due on the 30th. Uh, you should pay on time. So the recommendation from administration, Councillor Burr, I don't know if you have it in front of you. Yes, is, is that the request from the taxpayer regarding the waiving of penalties on these particular tax roll accounts be denied and the penalties be upheld? So, uh, do I any any further questions of Director Bench? If not, I'll uh, I'll entertain a motion on this matter. Anyone going to make a motion? Councillor Nino. I would put a motion on the floor, uh, Your Worship, to deny the request. All in favor of uh, uh, Councillor Needham's motion? I'm opposed. Okay. So you, it's uh, what, six to one or five to one? So, um, so the uh, Councillor Needham's motion is passed. Okay. Um, that takes us to uh, the Peace Library uh, System Funding Increase Request. Uh, the presenter is Director Bell. Um, I guess my so I think we've we've had the presentation on this. Um, so my question is, it's an appropriation, right? We we don't we have to accept it. Isn't that right? No, or not? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Say, no, thank you. Uh, oh. And we want to, they need three quarters of the municipality. Oh. To agree to the increase and then the master agreement. Oh, okay. So there's a master agreement, and in that master agreement, what does it say? It's a requirement of three quarters of all of the participants or the members. And, well, and I think it's 38. Well, but what does the current master agreement say? That there, there is no fees increase, or the, there is a fee increase, but not as much as they're asking for. Or what? That's correct. It, it basically would state that um, at the 2014 and 2015 rate of 560 per capita is what we would be paying, and what they're asking for is a rate increase as of 2015, and it's two thirds of the 38. So are we, excuse me, are we voting on a one year for just 16 or for all three years, 16, all 17, and 18? All three. So we would be agreeing to the master agreement chain of a three-year increase, 2016 through to 2018. Of totaling of just about 90 cents over the three years?
What was the uh, question, Councilman? Sorry, yeah, I was just saying that we're basing all of our numbers on a stagnant population. Right, 6,700 well. people. Yeah. And those are in 2011 numbers, population numbers, I guess. So one could make an assumption at some point there would be a population increase. But we, who would actually uh, make that determination that there's been a population increase? It would be based on the stats and census. Right. And the census will be done till uh, for another, or will they have one halfway in between the? Like the last one was 2011, yeah. and so 2021. Uh, 20, 2016, I believe, will be the next yeah. the next census, and so that's what they go by unless the municipality does a municipal census, and yeah. and that's accepted by municipal affairs, then they'll use those numbers. So they, they, they'll definitely do a head count in 2016? They seem to be. Five years? That, that's their five-year okay. quotation. Any chance we could get them to count before Adam leaves town? Or? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So at, at 90s... In 2018, assuming our population remains at roughly 6,700, that's a little more than $6,000 in, so. And besides, I, get, I now don't have to spend money reading reading online newspapers, subscribing to them. I can, I can do it through the library now. <laughs> so if, so if every, everybody in this, in, in this town reads uh, the Globe and Mail or the National Post at 28 cents per capita, they're all, uh, they're winning in the end. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so I'm, I'm waiting for a motion. I, I think you guys are, uh, I don't think you guys have any more questions on this. Hey, just to clarify, uh, Tanya, so your recommendation that we're talking funds, but I'm just reading, uh, you're also looking for this letter to municipal affairs. Have we, or am I mixing and matching here? Um, that is a second. Um, All right, sorry. All right, but sorry. They are very related, yeah. and Linda touched on both in her right. presentation. Right, yeah. so if, if I guess what I was driving at is if we were to receive a positive response from the provincial government would what we're about to vote on now would it change like hypothetically could could there be enough of an increase that the three-year increase here is not needed uh, or am I just got my rose-colored glasses on well and when I was um, putting together the RFP for their advocacy request that was one of the, the items that came to mind for myself also in regards to the master agreement so if they're requesting provincial funding From what I heard Linda say tonight, not necessarily. Um, possibly, but not necessarily. Because municipal governments do fund heavily to municipal. 
municipal libraries who are in the they are your they they are the primary funder of libraries in a local setting. Um, the province does provide substantial dollars also, but it's been flatlined. Whereas we, as a municipality, have provided a substantial increase to our local libraries over the last three two to three years. So. so so again, I guess maybe flip it around. If the municipality continues to invest, is the provincial government going to say, well, you don't need us? Only they could answer that question. <laughs> I'm learning how to answer those questions. <laughs> I guess this is always the challenge with advocacy, um, and municipal governments, as we are very well aware, um, take a large brunt of the Your Worship, I, I would uh, propose to put a motion on the floor that the Town of Peace River uh, provide uh, the Peace Library Board uh, with a letter amending uh, the uh, master agreement to, to reflect the fee increases as presented uh, for the years 2016 to 2018. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Nita's motion? Yes. Well, it's passed unanimously. Do you also need a motion then for an advocacy letter, or is that something yes. you would do anyway? See, you're already trying to butter us up for uh, <laughs> for the budget discussions. <laughs> or you're already doing your own advocacy here. <laughs> Councillor Sawchuk just asked about advocacy for the Peace Library System, not for FCS. Are you going to make that motion then, Councillor uh, Sawchuk? Uh, yes, I. Uh, Move to direct council to um, no, administration. Administration, sorry, to uh, prepare an advocacy letter supporting our uh, fee increase proposition from the provincial government for the Peace Library Board system. Peace Library Board or Peace Library system? Peace Library system. All in favor of Councillor Sawchuk's motion? Yes. Okay, it's passed. Okay. Your Worship, maybe if we are successful meeting with the minister, we could bring this up then as well. Uh, which minister is that? Municipal Affairs? Minister of Municipal Affairs. Okay. Yeah. 
So that actually addresses the next item on the agenda, which was library provincial funding advocacy request. Um, so the next item, uh, Director Bell will speak to that as well, is uh, uh, a letter from Dr. Karen Lengard requesting financial support for physicians slash nurse recruitment. No, he didn't make a motion. He he made he uh, made a comment. Um, yes, uh, Director Bell. Um, Your Worship, the report and request provided to Council tonight from Dr. Karen Lengard has uh, a couple of components to it. Initially, there's a request for accommodation, so a financial contribution from Council to assist in their process of recruitment and retention of um, physicians, orphans, um, other medical professionals, including nurses and other professionals they would be recruiting or coming into the community to do some work. Um, what they're hoping to do in the long run is to utilize Rotary House for this accommodation piece. In the interim of that construction process or how that actual building is up and operating, they right now are um, uh, leasing or renting a two-bedroom location for some staff that are coming to the community, but they require more. So what they're finding is, for example, Dr. Longard mentioned a nurse would come to the community or be recruited through move to the community, can't find anywhere to stay, doesn't actually fill up. Um, this ha is happening a lot, and they are struggling and are requesting some financial contribution to their situation. So once they have Rotary House operating, they'll look to move whomever would be in external accommodation to that situation. They're also looking at the apartment building, I believe, or I believe it's apartment building, up by the hospital. It's an apartment building by the hospital being constructed right now? Yeah. As one of the locations, they'd like to secure a spot in, uh, for obvious reasons, distance to the existing hospital and a requirement for vehicle, that type of situation. So administration did some research around some of the rental rates within the community, not just the two-bedroom apartment units, but who knows its availability would exist by the time they would access it and have the space to go down the pathway. So it gives you an idea of, through our meager research, we found a couple of options of what is currently on the market available to the average individual. Um, anything from about $1,500 or $1,600 a month down to 1100 depending on whether it's an apartment, a house, a, a duplex, or a half a duplex, or a sharing of the location. Um, based on that information, we worked out an approximate cost of um, an average, maybe approximately $2,000 a month, and that's the number that administration is using throughout the report, and I'll get back to that in just a second. The other component that they're very interested in is they're looking for community participation and the Town of Peace Rivers to initiate um, a community attraction and retention committee. Um, not necessarily physician driven, but physician participated, town participating. Um, 
various other members of the public who never else uh, counseled or with another agency was interested in being the driving force behind such an idea. They are asking that town initiate this committee. And there is a organization that is available to assist. The Rural Physician Action Plan is available to communities to assist them in the development of these types of committees. There's a lot of committees already in existence. I spoke with David Ray, the executive director. Um, and one of our past SPSS directors from Fairview is actually one of the new uh, Northwest Region representatives. Um, and they would both be willing to come up to the community and provide counsel with a further presentation on what this committee would consist of and what would they do and what their role or actions would be, uh, would involve. I did attach a document that David provided. Um, it's their toolkit on how to form and attract and it goes through a little bit of the roles and responsibilities, some ideas, that type of thing. I won't go through the document um, because it's rather extensive, I think. Um, getting back to the financial request, uh, as mentioned earlier, we use administration utilized uh, $2,000 per month as the number to be calculated um, just based on the information we used on what state average costs could be, and again, could be. Um, financially, for four months, we'd be looking at approximately $8,000 as a financial contribution to uh, this request, and over the year of 2015, potentially a $24,000 financial contribution. Um, as of August 23rd, there was $19,782 remaining in the council grant funds. Um, there is potentially some funding in the economic development budget, as these funds have not been expended to date, and the council has another uh, plan to expend them. They're at approximately $30,000 that have been left unexpended. Um, and then in 2015, there would have to be an audit budgeted amount specifically placed in the council plan budget. So your first option administration is presenting is to provide the um, financial grant to the request and again we're using two thousand dollars as the council concedes an amount uh, more or less around that, that financial contribution another option would not to provide the full amount um, we looked at a partial claim um, more along the lines of what a two-bedroom apartment would cost um, but also asking that the requesting body find some other financial con contributors to this project. Maybe surrounding municipalities would uh, look to EPA provide some other financial finances to it. And thus there'd be a reduction in the um, funding uh, request from the town. So $5,000 for the next four months. Sorry. I figured I was loud enough. <laughs> $5,000 for the next four months. And then in 2015, again, a budgeted amount request would have to go in for approximately 15000 So what kind of structure is there if we decide we're going to give money, what, we just pass them a check and say, go rent something? Or, like, I mean... Yes. <laughs> Whether there's... You're, you're literally contributing to... And let me get this correctly. 
Um, the actual body who, who you would be contributing to would probably need to be worked out. I'm not sure if it's the peace network, the peace, the, um, peace country physicians peace network, the terminology I'm lost on exactly the name of it. There's actually the network of physicians for the Peace River immediate area, so Peace River and Grimshaw, or would it be the associate medical clinic? That I'm unclear of who the contribution would have to go to. But they already have some sort of a group that's looking after doing a similar thing, or they already rent something? There now? are, uh, according to what Dr. Lungard was stating to myself when I was just having a discussion with her in regards to a letter, they're already doing this. Now, I'm not sure, again, if that's the associate medical clinic or if it's the <laughs> primary care network. There's the terminology just popped in my head. Or who exactly the body is that's funding that, or the doctors individually. That I'd understand. Pardon me, I had understood that AHS is already renting three houses in town for visiting doctors, visiting locals, visiting nurses, but that's yeah. uh, that was just my understanding of a discussion I had with another fellow politician. Um, I, I guess for me, if I could interrupt uh, Councillor Sajic, I, I, I guess my other question would be, how do you measure success out of this? Uh, I mean, I... So you spend five thousand, or you spend fifteen thousand. So, so what? Um, are these people? Are they staying in town, or are they just here and leave? I mean, everybody's got recruitment problems, mm -hmm. um, not just the medical community. Um, I am sympathetic to the cause, mm -hmm. but I just wonder what's what's the experience been as far as um, you know? I, so, so someone gets free accommodation for two months. They stay or they don't stay or Peace River just becomes the apprenticeship training ground and I get my hours and I move on and so I, I guess that's kind of a bit of an issue for me. Um. And at this point I wouldn't be able to answer that question for you um, but it's something that I'm if there are more questions I'm wondering if we need to request Dr. Longard to either come and present directly or at least provide her with um, some of council's questions that then if she cannot attend um, provide council with some answers to your questions that would be my preference yeah. because there's a lot of questions here that you can't answer that we don't know and yeah. we're making some assumptions here Absolutely. and I mean it's not I guess it's not a huge amount of money but I mean the reality is it's still a budget implication on a set budget if we're gonna Correct. be taking money and reallocating it I think it's good to know where it's going well, I wouldn't be keen on taking it out of the economic development. The reason for the economic development money <laughs> is to attract patients so that we attract the doctors. <laughs> there's, there's no point in having doctors here if there's no patients. We'll put the money into the arena and it'll attract people to our community. I don't think there's a shortage of patients right now, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. So uh, what did – so my, uh, my recollection of the last – when I was on council uh, last, we we were doing something like this. We were contributing to some kind of rental accommodation. Not that I'm aware of. If anyone else knows, uh, yeah, yes, we? yes, we were. Huh? I'm, I'm where, <laughs> and, and I, I think you could probably uh, search through the uh, through the minutes of. 
of the last council and just search for North Darling and all the motions made under North Darling and probably find it there. Um, but I'd like to know where that program's at. Are we still doing that or did it? Again, just having confirming I what I thought happened, it would be good to have some sort of analysis about, um, I, I recall we did this for three or four months um, a year or two ago, like did, did that program work or is this just, you know, more, more money into a, well, more money into a program that isn't working and are there other things that we can be doing in terms of attraction and retention? Karen, Dr. Lundgaard also seems to suggest that we lead this committee. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how my colleagues are. I'm, I'm not sure I want to lead another committee. Mm -hmm. I have enough committees, but um, I guess that's certainly something that we can talk to her about. But, mm -hmm. um, but that committee uh, idea is uh, kind of under, you know, this request is disorganized because, uh, you know, is the, is the town of Peace River going to bird? going to carry the entire burden for these locums and uh, fly-in nurses or uh, are we are we being are we organized with the other municipalities and we all kick in a, a certain amount of money yeah and the way this thing is written it kind of suggests that once Rotary House is in place that w this wouldn't be needed. Yeah. So they've already got some plan for that, I'm assuming? I believe so, yes. That was what was indicated to me in my conversation with her, was that once Rotary House is in place, um, these external uh, facilities wouldn't be required. Again, I would suggest maybe Dr. Lungard yeah. maybe should attend a future meeting and yeah. update us a bit. And, and I guess maybe you can answer this, Councillor Anita. North Peace Housing, they have at least one house that's empty. Well, yes. Well, there's, there's, there's certainly, well, you mean the house across the street from you? Is that? Yeah, in a very <laughs> posh neighborhood. Great. I, I understand the pharmaceutical business. They'd be, be suitable for the, uh, for the medical community. Right. Well, well, certainly they're... Um, there are certainly housing options around. Uh, um, you know, there's private accommodations in town, certainly North Peace Housing, and uh, not to digress too far, but yes, Rotary House is a, is a year away, uh, mm -hmm. optimistically. Uh, I would, not my project, but I'm, I would think that's the time frame they're working on. So mm -hmm. maybe there's a, but again, I would be interested in what happened last time, and yeah. perhaps Dr. Lungard could speak to it. And as, as I read here later, it, she seems to be planting this issue on the feet of the town council, and I'm not sure I'm prepared to bite. Uh, Do we know if they've approached any of the other municipalities? Like, this seems like a request that would, they would hit multiple potential funders. There was an indication there was a potential for another funder, but not a municipality. There's no CCs on the letter. No, and I would suggest that... The, the other funder was not a municipal government. So at this point, unless she has other specific requests going to them that are different. Um, and, well, yeah. uh, 
R remind me who the or medical organization is that uh, Mr. Petluck uh, is the chair of. Um, the foundation, hospital foundation. And they can or can't do this kind of funding? They do medical equipment. Equipment, yeah. That's a, their mandate's focused on equipment. Well, yeah. if you need a house to house doctors oh, yeah. and nurses in, maybe you could <laughs> characterize this as equipment. It's equipment of sorts, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've got that kind of money, but... Um, the other argument that I might make on this too, Tanya, and maybe we should get clarification. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, she's... Sorry, I think I misread this. Those are not furnished rental prices. So... Mm. Uh, one of them was that would be the four bedroom house. I that would be so. that yeah. would be furnished. The rest yeah. of them are not furnished prices. And whether or not she could find another other furnished locations, I'm not sure. Okay. Is did we do we have a motion on the table for this? Not currently. No. So I would be prepared to put a motion on the table to ask Dr. Lungard to come to us to clarify some of our questions on this, and I guess allow us the opportunity to determine whether or not there are other potential municipalities looking to contribute to this as well. So uh, just as you're making your... So I'm just kind of wondering if this really is... If we're really in this game, period. I, my first reaction is I wouldn't want to say that we're not because I think having doctors in our community is, is important. I don't think that we should discount this immediately, would be my take on it. I tend to agree. I'd be certainly willing to listen to what she has to say before I make up a, my mind. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, all in favor of Councillor Benke's uh, motion? Yes. Okay, passed. Uh, and one other question of council, would you uh, entertain the idea of bringing forward the Alberta Rural Physician Act Action Plan Executive Director for a presentation on the committee or leave it with Dr. Lungard at this point? My, suggest, my suggestion would be she can probably answer enough questions to deem if we need to go farther. Is it possible to get the information, too, from uh, administration in regards to the other rental that we're currently contributing to, if that's what's yeah. my understanding? I'll look into that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, the next item on the agenda is a networking opportunity. This Friday, I guess, in Grand Prairie. And uh, I guess we... I've been hearing about this, but uh, I don't know. We've been left off the mailing list or until just recently. or But anyhow, uh, I guess who's – so there's going to be a one-day forum or workshop for the Northern Alberta elected leaders um, – Hosted by the Northern Alberta Development Council and the uh, City of Grand Prairie, it sounds like. So, uh, I guess this is who, who's even going to go if they, assuming that we give. 
I'm not available on Friday. I'm not either. Neither am I. I'm not available either. Motion to accept for information? <laughs> uh, Unless your worship can attend? Uh, I might be able to attend. Why, why don't you just enable me and then we'll go from there. Okay, so a motion to enable the mayor to attend uh, the Alberta Municipal Government Governance Symposium in Grand Prairie on Friday. Are you sure you can't go, Councillor Burr? You're, this is right up your bailiwick. I know, but I'm not even going to be in town then. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Menke's motion? Yeah. Uh, so there's another... A uh, request from this one is from the Aboriginal Interagency uh, Sisters in Spirit Walk, uh, October 4th of this year, and it will be one o'clock at River Drive Mall. And they're looking for me to attend, isn't that right, Ms. Alexov? We should enable the mayor and 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 deputy. Mayor, do attend. So, would others have time to attend that event? There's also a request to waive. Oh. Yes, a fee waiver request as well. He's part of the synod fee. Okay, they're requesting. So why don't we deal with that one first? So there's a request to provide a grant from the Council Grants Program to the Aboriginal Interagency Committee in the amount of, let's round it up to $200 for the purpose of covering the rental costs of the requested 150 chairs, one table, and Athabasca Hall for an hour and a half. And that public works be, uh, be action to provide barricades and manpower for the required road closure. So we haven't received a road closure request yet, have we? On this one, I'm not, not that known be it. Big deal, I haven't seen it. I thought we actually added a couple meetings. I believe so too, yeah. Oh, for, the, for, for the sisters? Okay. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. I went through a bylaw enforcement, I believe. Okay, so council, from council, from the council grants program. Uh, $187.95 plus public works time. I'm still confused on this one. Are we looking at doing a cash donation with a with a purchase? Because we seem to bring that up every time we have one of these. Uh, we'll defer to uh, Councillor Sawchuk. Again, I, I still think we should. Uh, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna give them something, we got to give it out of our our fund and charge them. Okay, and that includes the public works time? We don't charge for the public works time, I don't think, do we? Okay. So is that your motion to... I believe it is. ...to, uh, to uh, donate 187 Round it off to 200 $200 to the... Uh, to the Aboriginal, Aboriginal Interagency Committee to uh, allow them to cover rental costs. 
I so where, did, where would that money actually go then? Like, because it's, they're asking for a waiver of the fee, the cost of the rental from the town. So do we have a fund where that money goes? No, we're gonna we're gonna say no. We're not waiving the fee. You have to pay it, and then we're gonna give them a check back. So, uh, I think that's 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 neat. how our friends at Glen Mary did it. So they rented the arena. You gave them uh, four hundred and fifty-seven dollars or something like that, and they, and basically then they turned gave it around back to us. and. Uh, Gave it to the arena guy. They gave it to Brian. <laughs> this sounds like bureaucratic mumbo jumbo to me, but well, we set a precedent for it, so I guess if you want to uh, change it, well, I, this goes back to Rod. It's Colin. Uh, this goes back to you know last January when we looked at this and the fact. You know, the discussion was we've got a policy with some fees in it, plus we've got a grant program. So we've got two streams of money that are flowing out of here, and one doesn't know what the other one was doing. So the discussion was that we wouldn't waive fees anymore. We'd stay fast on the policy, and if we felt inclined, we would just flip it into uh, a return check out of that program so that there's an accounting of the money. Uh, otherwise, you could... Well, it'd be two funds, so you'd you'd be you'd be granting waivers such as this, and also granting out of the program. So I think the discussion at council was, can we can we fold these two activities together? And I I think that was the discussion and the debate where Councillor Sawcheck suggested that we eliminate these donation of in kind and steer them so stay stay fast on the policy because the directors have got fee structures for arenas and rental chairs, so we, we stay fast on that. But if we choose to s cut them a check and take it out of the grant program, well, that's that's our decision. But but we're not compromising the existing structure. That, that was my recollection anyway. But I guess, how is, how is the money flowing? Like, where does the money go? That money goes back, and maybe Kelly can explain, that money goes back into a general revenue, or does it go, or do we have a... Um, when they return, or something where that goes, when they return their check, yeah, it's it's applied to the revenue account of, of whatever function it is. So in this case, if it was table rental, then it would be applied to uh, community services revenue. It'd be coded as a two seventy four code, or sorry, one seventy four code. 172 code. And then community services could, could spend that money during the current fiscal year, or does it go into reserve fund? No, no, it it just forms part of their revenue. So when they prepare a budget at the start of the year, they have a projected revenue and a projected expense. And what what the challenge obviously is is uh, to make sure that that you don't make expenditures if you don't have the budgeted revenue. So that's always something that we keep uh, reminding the directors is simply because the budget says you can expense X amount of dollars, it's also contingent upon your revenue meeting its targets. So you need to look at those two in conjunction. But it doesn't give them extra money to spend over and above what they've budgeted uh, for expenditures. 
Okay. It just makes it easier for them to budget because they know that they're not giving money away that they'd expected to receive. Council members are giving away money on their behalf that they're expecting to receive is really what, what's happening. So, Councillor Sajak's motion is on the table, and his motion, uh, if I heard it correctly, was to uh, to provide the Aboriginal Interagency Committee uh, a, a donation of two hundred. $200 uh, towards the cost of covering their rental of chairs table and at the Vasco Hall on October the 4th, 2014. Correct? Correct. All in favor, Councillor Sajak's motion? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Did we get any confirmation that they were going to attend at 6.30? But the email that I just looked at that said 6.33, council requested our attendance at 6.30. So I sent one back saying, hey, the door's open, sorry for the loss. But I don't have a cell number. They weren't on the agenda. Yeah, they were. Oh, is there someone in camera? I suspect that it may have been our IT guys who are working, and then they usually just exit the building and make sure it's locked on their way out. Mm -hmm. So that that's a possibility as to why that occurred. Hmm? Not thinking that we're on Tuesday night and Monday, and they know yeah. council's Monday. Yeah. So if they don't come. Okay, so um, okay, so then there was another item in terms of enabling. Your Worship, I would put a motion on the table for that to uh, to enable Mayor and Council to attend the Sisters in Spirit event on October the 4th. 2014. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Branke's motion? Yes. Um, we can put this on the uh, agenda for next week, but I, uh, uh, Ms. Alexoff handed me a letter from the Alberta Native Friendship Centers Association. This is different from the Sisters in Spirit. Oh, or is there another agenda yes. item? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, um, the next item. I was just trying to answer the uh, question of um, somebody asked where that money would be sent, the donation, to whom it would be written or to whom it would be sent. So I was just pointing out that it would be sent to that association. Oh, okay. The Alberta Native Friendship yes. Center. Okay. Um, so the Alberta Native Friendship Center, uh, they're having uh, 
their annual, 44th annual general meeting in Peace River, September 11th to the 14th. Um, and uh, they're looking for to invite uh, a member of council to to their uh, banquet September Saturday September 13th. So if there's so th is there somebody that can and is willing to attend that particular banquet? Sorry, we're talking about the the Friendship Centers Association one? Yeah, Alberta okay. Native Friendship Centers Association. I'm supposed to be out of town that weekend, but I can check. Okay, so... Uh, well... Um, so we'll... Should we just enable... I just don't think I can. I can make it. Should we ena just enable all council to attend, assuming that one of us will rise to the occasion? That, uh, Your Worship, if it helps, uh, I'd put a motion on the floor that we enable the mayor and council to attend the event, and uh, I suspect it'll be based on uh, availability. And as long as we have one or two people there, I think we're we're covered. Right. They're looking for an RSVP, so. Well, I would suggest we say one or two people, I guess. So why don't uh, why don't we make uh, so we'll just vote on Councillor Anita's motion. All in favor, Councillor Anita's motion. Yes. And then I guess um, we'll just communicate via email as to who can and might go. The fact that they're looking for a bi biography suggests that they want want you to give a bit of a speech. <laughs> So, uh, okay, yeah, um, okay, and I, I'm taking taking it that the inaugural inaugural World Religions Conference in Peace River is a uh, just uh, an information item. Or is there a particular request behind this? I think they made a request for councillors to attend that function or an invite. And I actually had planned to attend. Okay. So uh, we'll enable... Uh, um, so enable... So is there going to be a motion uh, from... For someone for to enable Councillor Sawcheck to attend the, I'll make that motion, Your Worship. World Religions Conference here being held in here in Peace River. All in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Yes. The next item is the RCMP is sent a. Email to well, actually Jesse Onassi sent an email to Kelly Bunn regarding the upcoming AUMA meeting, and his district officer has asked him to if uh, we as a town would like to uh, like to speak to the 
commanding officer at the upcoming AUMA meetings. I see that uh, I was suggesting that maybe we should attend uh, because their staff sergeant hasn't arrived, but it sounds like he's purchased a house in Saddleback and is ready to to be here by September 30th. Or one across the street, isn't it? Uh, that one would be too small, but it might be two doors down. I guess there were a couple of items from that meeting that we had with them that were uh, did they deliver on all those items or did we have some deliverables that we were supposed to forward to them they had some information that they were going to provide I believe we got most of it I can't recall if we got all or not no hard and fast action items but there was information to be shared is there any is there is there reason to meet with them other than just to meet with them not I don't think from administration's perspective we have any burning issues but maybe council I would suggest that maybe we save our time for somebody we really want to talk to yeah I I would tend to agree let's if, if we've got Municipal Affairs and Transportation and Environment people. If this sounds like this, we could certainly invite the uh, the new sergeant or the new the new chief superintendent to a council meeting and just just do it right here. Okay. So, so I, I, I uh, guess de decline decline it and schedule something for October. Just a motion to accept this. Well, how should we? We probably need a motion to to dismiss this item one way or another. So, uh, accept his information. That just seems a bit. Uh, a motion to direct administration uh, to respond to the email. To that we will not. That we uh, have no pressing issues. So, who's making that motion, Councillor Sachek? I so move. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Sachek's motion? Yes. Alberta Transportation, upcoming AUMA convention. Hot topic. Do we want to meet with Alberta Transportation? There probably are a number of items. This, the way I read this, though, it looks Keep like it. it's the same as last time. Like You're it's the staff, not the minister's office, and we kind of made that mistake once already. It's staff from the Peace Region, it says right there, will be available to discuss transportation issues. So, so maybe again. suggest we meet with the minister as opposed to staff, and if we can't get the minister, then... Why bother? We can meet with them at any time here. So there are some items that uh, we do do have topics of discussion with them. From, from the there was some discussion around the lower the uh, I call it the DMI townhouses slide. You call it the utility shop slide. But uh, in terms of perhaps getting some funding for that project. Uh, but talking to staff probably won't help. Are there any other items that we need to? Well, there's always Pat's Creek, but is that now an Alberta Environment I or ESRD item? It is an ESRD item. Other than Alberta Transportation is looking at a potential realignment, a 
as part of the bridge twinning project. So they are engaged in the whole thing. And we'd like to know where the bridge twinning's at. But we'd like to, but we can meet with staff, local staff at any time. So uh, should it be that we'll call Bev Cote and ask her, can you get the minister there? The minister's there, we'll show up. Well, I think we can certainly, as as Councillor Benke alluded to, we can indicate that we are able to meet with local staff as they are in Peace River, but we do uh, require an audience with the minister and see what they do for us. So is that your motion, Councillor Benke, to direct administration to contact Alberta Transportation with just request an audience with the minister yeah that would be my recommendation so all in favor of councillor Benke's motion yes thanks for making that motion councillor Benke even though you're not going to be there to lead the discussion <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um Tanya Bell uh, would like to speak to Council regarding the Stars of Alberta Volunteer Awards. Your Worship, this is an annual um, volunteer award program through the Ministry of Culture, Alberta Culture. Um, they are requesting nominations in three different categories, youth, adult, and senior. There are two awards presented in each category. It's a tough award to get into. Um, we in the past have presented a number of very high-quality applicants, I would like to say, um, and so far haven't gotten, yeah, <laughs> haven't received a positive response. Um, administration would recommend to council that we, uh, that you accept this report for information. And we proceed with promoting the uh, program to the community and encourage community members, especially nonprofit organizations, to submit their applications of individuals that uh, they're well versed with to the program. So you're going to put the monkey on the back of the organizations? That is one way to look at it, yes. I'd agree with that. Yeah, because what happens is we, well, the deadline is September 15th, so. It's pretty quick. That's the other issue with the program is the uh, deadlines are pretty short. And the application process is actually quite detailed. You do need um, the applicant's agreement and quite a history of uh, their contributions to the community, which typically the agencies that they work with are the ones that have that detailed information that can provide an application that is well-written and well-versed around that information. Okay. Um, um, so what kind of motion are you looking for? Just accept this as information? Or yes, that absolutely. Or you can direct administration to proceed with promotions, which we would do anyways. But... If that's the specific action you would like okay. us to um, proceed with, absolutely. 
or any other action as chosen by council. This looks like this is one senior bailiwick just report. So, I'm so moved. A, a motion to direct administration to uh, well, to community to uh, promote to promote uh, the uh, Stars of Alberta Volunteer Awards. So all in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Yes. Thank you. Uh, we have a request for, uh, for sponsorship. And Mr. Bunn is going to lead the discussion on this. Well, that's what it says at the top. <laughs> Presenter, <laughs> Kelly Bunn. There you go. <laughs> is there a four in there somewhere? moved on to the next one already <coughs> so yeah with the chamber uh, hosts the right one right now? oh I'm not oh yes I am <laughs> uh, sorry about that it took me a minute here um, so uh, what we're obviously recommending is uh, is that the town that there is positive exposure for for this group, and that we recommend that we support a donation for uh, for a door prize, support the golf tournament, and uh, recommend a donation for the door prize, as well as obviously if anybody. Is available to attend the tournament. I'm sure they would appreciate that. So the Chamber of Commerce is. Let's see if I understand this. Chamber of Commerce is hosting a golf tournament, and the proceedings of this golf tournament will go to the Outreach Education Council. Correct. Okay. And they w they're participating by having a or doing a draw a door prize draw. So the request is for uh, $250 sponsorship Correct. and $100 for the door prize? Or? The, the whole sponsorship is 250 or a prize for $100. So in, in any event, however, whatever level of sponsorship that council deems they would be prepared to go to, I don't think in the past we typically have done a whole sponsorship. We have on occasion, I don't think it's been a routine, but on occasion we have done a, a gift sponsorship. Okay. So, someone going to make a motion on this? I would make a motion, Your Worship, to accept the recommendation of administration. Um, now, there doesn't seem to be clear direction, so I would put it out there that we would provide um, not necessarily a whole sponsorship, but a prize in the value of that 250 So maybe it's um, a framed artwork that they can use as a door prize or as a draw. Okay, so and then I'm guessing then we still need something for outreach as a door prize? Or does that cover off both? That covers it. That covers it? Okay. If you're going to donate the $250, why wouldn't you do it as a whole sponsorship? 
I guess I was thinking if they did like a 50-50, they might be able to make more than $250 off of it. Like if they did it as a... Who knows how they're going to do yeah. it. I was thinking if, if at least if you're sponsoring a hole, your name will be at that hole and you get some... Whether that matters. <laughs> okay, so the motion is to... Do, donate a two hundred uh, a door prize uh, with a value of approximately two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? Yes. Okay, uh, passed unanimously. So we have uh, an email that from Denise Forche of the Peace River School Division, and they are requesting. Yeah, I didn't quite understand this. Um, so are we? Oh, I'm I'm a little further down here. So are we? Are they requesting a consultation event with us on October the 22nd? Or is the idea that we ask them for a, to come, to come see us at the next council meeting to discuss it, it, the it, issue of votes? It's actually a little bit of a combination of both. We, we had asked them as a result of uh, a council motion to attend a meeting in September to provide an update. So in response to that, they got back and they said, well, we can do that, but we're having this, uh, this public information session in October. So if you want, we could wait till October and you guys could come to that session. So it's a, a little bit of a combination of, of both of those things. I, I'm not totally sure how, how council intends on dealing with it, but I would think that that session is not going to allow for uh, an opportunity for council to fully dialogue and state your position. It appears to be, and I asked them the question, but it appears that it's going to be more of an open house type of a uh, scenario as opposed to a question and answer session. I'm also of the mind that uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer should be at what, in whatever way we do this, Deputy Mayor Manzer, with her background in education, would be valuable to have her in attendance and she's off on holidays for the next five weeks or so. But she comes back the last week of September, so maybe the first meeting in October could we request, or the, or even the last meeting in. Well, we've got. Do, oh, we do have the 29th, don't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 I won't be here. Are you at the first in October? Uh, I should be here at the first one in October. Yeah. Maybe that's a better one. Yeah. That would be my vote to see if they can come on October 6th because I think it's important that both of you are here. 
Uh, we should have the Peace River School Division reps, Councillor Needham and Deputy Mayor Manzer, leading the charge. <laughs> and and what charge are we leading here? I, <laughs> Uh, October October the sixth works for me. Uh, I mean, in terms of developing opposition with respect to uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that would well, be, and it also give us some time to uh, you know, develop our position. It, um, it certainly. Well, I, I, I guess we don't. We know what the proposal is. I guess we need to find out whether or not it's actually going to go ahead. And I, I guess. Um, but we, uh, but part of their consultation pro process is to talk to us, find find to find reasons for and against, right? Right. Okay. And there's there's, and, and certainly when we put on our downtown redevelopment hats and and we talk about putting people downtown and yeah. trying to secure the future of the downtown, this item certainly fits into that. So uh, we we should uh, we should state our opinion. That's for sure. Yeah, I see someone in town staff cut out the downtown revitalization item and stuck it right in there. <laughs> I see you've already got your uh, speech half made, so good work. Okay. So uh, um, I think I heard from Councillor Vakey a motion to direct administration to arrange for a meeting with Peace River School Division at the October 6th Meeting at regular meeting with council? Yes, you did. Okay, all in favor of Councillor Mankey's motion? Yes. Okay. There is uh, an item here. Together we can make a difference. World Cer Cerebral Palsy Day, October 1st, 2014. And they're requesting that the proclamation be made within the first two weeks of October. Could we make it in the first week of September for October the 1st? <laughs> well, what it, what it is is I get a piece of paper and I sign it. Then. Yeah. Yeah, so. we, we can pass a motion out to proclaim that specific period. And then, and then it's done and, and we advertise it as such. Okay. So um, <clears throat> would someone like to make a motion to uh, declare October the 1st, 2014 as World Cerebral Palsy Day in the town of Peace River? Councillor I'd Ford? make that motion. Oh, Councillor Ford beat you to that. Councillor Burke. What's that? Uh, Councillor Ford beat you to the punch there. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Yes. Passed. We, yeah, we have now, uh, let's go, so you can go from a day to a month here. So oh, deal. September is Muscular Dystrophy Awareness Month across Canada. And uh, I'm sure that uh, Maxime Anderson of the... Uh, Muscular Dystrophy Association would appreciate you proclaiming, making a motion to proclaim uh, September 2014 uh, in the town of Peace River the uh, Mus Muscular Dystrophy Awareness Month. I would make that motion, Your Worship. 
All in favor of Councillor Berry's motion? Passed. And then there's an invitation uh, <coughs> um, from Municipal Municipal Affairs uh, regarding, uh, it's an invitation to attend the Floodway Development Regulation Stakeholders Symposium. <laughs> so try saying that quickly ten times. So uh, I'm assuming that, yeah, so this is going to be held in Red Deer. Red Deer. Well, aren't there a number of meetings? There's some, one in Calgary, one in Edmonton, Drumheller, High River, Canmore. Or am I? No, no, I think no okay, just in Red Deer. Okay. Yeah, people who have been on this committee. Oh, okay. So how many? Uh, how many people should we send, uh, Mr. Bunt? I would think anybody that's available. Should attend. It is a big issue for Peace River. I have booked it into my calendar now, and uh, so I think anybody that is available. Well, uh, you worship. I would uh, like to put it in my calendar and attend. Okay. Uh, who, anybody else uh, planning on attending? September twelfth. Red Deer. Logistically, that's pretty tough. I mean, to get down there. Is that do you plan on heading down one day, Kelly, or probably Thursday night, and then back afterwards? Or? I don't know if I'll come back right after. I'll have to think on it a bit. Okay. Uh, um, how about you, Mr. Bear? Where are you going to be on September twelfth? I unfortunately committed to cover off from my boss when he's away on vacation that week. So if I'd known about this earlier, I probably wouldn't have told him I couldn't do that on the Friday. But well, can you make a command decision now that you're the boss and just uh, delegate? Government doesn't work that way. I will try to talk to him to see if I can work something out to, to be away that day. So how? how so uh, seeing that we want to get as many people as possible, I'm assuming Mr. Ford, you won't be able to make it. So uh, why, why don't we just have a motion from somebody to enable uh, council to attend the, uh, the, the, the Floodway Development Re Regulation Stakeholder Symposium in Red Deer on September 12th. So I'm going to make that motion. Mr. Needham. Your Worship, I can put a motion on the floor that enables uh, Council members to attend the Floodway uh, Development Stakeholder Symposium in Red Deer on September 12th. All in favor? Yes. Okay. And they, Does the town have a position on that? I think, you know, not having a detailed discussion, we probably aren't all in sync on that topic anyhow, are we? I, I, I think uh, because we haven't been a part of the discussion, at this point, it's to go down and, and see what they're putting out uh, with respect to the consultation process and, and then maybe make a submission after once we have the information. So you see that, attending that as the information 
necessary to get information come back and then have a discussion and provide comments back? I think so. Uh, we weren't really even aware this was happening. They, uh, I, I found out after the fact, actually, that uh, was when we were meeting with the Minister of Transportation that they had their first meeting, and they actually gave us two days' notice, but they never really explained what it was about, and they had a meeting in Lethbridge. And uh, I think we were an afterthought because they kind of phoned and said, oh, you guys should be here. <clears throat> so we said, no, but we want to be engaged in the rest of the process, and this is now the next notification that we've had. So we, we really haven't. But as I understand, those, those communities that are listed there have had, I think, three meetings. They were kind of, uh, I guess, a task force or a steering committee. And they've had three meetings, and now they're presenting the results of what they have discussed. So I think at, at this point it brings us up to speed and, and we decide from there where we go. Is there any chance to get a hold of that uh, position paper before that next meeting, Kelly? I can ask. I don't know that they've released anything. I think they want to kind but of... Yeah, I know, but if we tell them where we want to be there as another community and we'd yeah. like to know where you guys are. Sure, I'll ask the question for sure. Thank you. They do ask for names by the 4th, so if uh, if possible, those of you that aren't sure yet, if you can check and get back to Anna or myself, that'll be great. So um, the next time... It says the position discussion paper is posted on the website. Okay. So um, the next item on the agenda is Citizens on Patrol. Basically, I've been in discussion with a number of people from our community that are interested in getting the uh, COP program either back into place or starting a, or starting a new committee. Um, I've also had uh, discussions with uh, Constable Holly Porterfield, who is also in support of this, and it's also on the next uh, RCMP Community Advisory Board meeting, and just looking for the support of Council to move forward with, to, to move forward with this, to go to to meetings and get this uh, program back underway. What would the town's commitment be to this arm? Um, ba basically, right now, is just so that uh, I can attend these meetings with the, uh, the interested parties in trying to get this program up and uh, rolling. Uh, the or the, some of the citizens want to get this going up and hopefully running by the end of October. Just to confirm, the town did have this program running in 2004. It ran for two or three years, and then it kind of disappeared. I'm not really sure of, of what happened, why it went away, but it was active at one, one point in time. Um, Constable Holly Porterfield was going to look back into, uh, back into those records. Um, basically, uh, with uh, council support, uh, what we'd like to do is move forward as far as call a meeting with the uh, with these uh, citizens that want to get this back up and running and actually see what they want to do or uh, what they legally can do as far as getting this uh, committee going again. I make a motion to support Oren to attend and um, set up meetings at least and then report back to council on 
what commitments the town would be expected to make in regards to the program. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Sachek's motion? Passed. Yeah. So we'll uh, take a quick break here. Uh, and then we'll come back and deal with uh, reports, Councillor reports, information, and then go into in camera. Okay. All right. Can you pull me back or? Uh, sure, we could do that. Okay, all right. That is number. Pardon? Yeah, that was number. Yes, yes. I'll, um, I'll send you an email back, Colin, with the, the plan or the ideas of the plan. Just so I can demonstrate to the staff there that we are listening. 100%. Thank you. It doesn't matter. It's already Motion to go in camera. Second. 